Welcome to the Out of the Basement Podcast, a show where a group of friends get together and talk about a variety of geeky topics. Find out what shows we've been watching, find out what movies we've seen, find out what games we're playing. Come along and join us. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Out of the Basement Podcast. My name is always Stephen Turak, and today I'm joined by the full crew. We've got Patrick Gleason. We've got Patrick hey, Ramsahoy. Sorry, hey. I, sorry, I didn't give you enough time to say. So, so first we have Patrick Gleason. <laughs> We've got Patrick Rabzahoy. Hey, folks. We've got Paul Sanders. Hey, everybody. And we've got Dwayne McKinnon. Hello. There, are you happy? I actually gave you time to say something before I cut you off. <laughs> well, are you yeah. happy? Are you happy I didn't jump in before when you're still doing your intro? That's right. Uh, so, uh, it has been a couple of months since we last managed to get together to do one of these. Um, unfortunately, we had to skip last month just due to people being out of out of town, out of city, out of province, whatever. Available. But but we're back, um, and. Uh, and uh, we're we're doing this together again. <laughs> so let's just jump. <laughs> let's jump right into our months now in the hobby. We're gonna start with Dwayne because he's got a uh, he's he's got to leave us after after doing segment one. That's true. That's true. Um, but it is for a good geeky purpose. Uh, my every couple of weeks extinction curse Pathfinder campaign is coming up in about 25 minutes although i did warn them that i might be a few minutes late um so yeah months in the hobby good grief um been a lot of stuff uh going on um gaming wise other than that's the way it's so I was gonna say, Dwayne, it's been so much, it's like, where to start? <laughs> exactly. So, since I already brought up Pathfinder, I'll go in gaming-wise. Um, we haven't been able to do anything with the Every Other Wednesday campaign, just because of conflicts, and that uh, largely on my part. Uh, my schedule's kind of ridiculous lately. Um, just to... Give an example, I'll be going to Nova Scotia for the third time this year, uh, August 31st. So, wait, didn't you just get back? Yes, like I said, third time this year. So, uh, so yeah, but um, on the Pathfinder side of things, uh, Extinction Curse has been a lot of fun. Uh, I continue to thoroughly enjoy my now 13th level war priest, despite the uh, accepted common knowledge that war priests at high level suck. That's it's not good. been well, my well, experience. I was going to say anything at 13th level is not horrible. So, yeah, you know, um, I, you know, it's been fantastic. Uh, despite the fact that my accuracy is probably the worst it's ever going to be when it comes to actually hitting things, I still hit things an awful lot, largely because I enjoy getting into flanking with our party's barbarian. So it's been a Good lot option. of fun. Uh, on the Pathfinder Society side of things, uh, I've managed to get in a few games over the past bit. My 
lowest level character, my 2003, the Flurry Ranger, just hit fifth level, largely because uh, I've been dumping the experience that I get from Extinction Curse into that character. Uh, that's how Pathfinder Society works. If you play uh, outside games, specifically adventure paths, you can apply the experience to one of your PFS characters. So, uh, but yeah, now um, the Flurry Ranger has been fun. Uh, I've basically completed the third season meta plot just in time for the fourth season meta plot to drop. So, looking forward to fourth season. Um, there's a couple of third season scenarios that I still want to play, and fortunately, my 2002, the Mutagenist, is perfectly positioned to play those. But for the final metagame scenario of season three, I got to break out my 2001 again, my ninth level bomber alchemist. And man, it was good to play him again. I've missed him. He who, he who bombs at midnight? Pardon? <laughs> no, he who bombs no, at midnight? Is, no, no, <laughs> no. Uh, his, his name is simply Darius. He's a half lane <laughs> um, alchemist bomber. But uh, it was a lot of fun to play him again. Uh, with that scenario, he is now 10th level. There is a third season, uh, 9 to 12th level adventure, Cavern of the Sundered Song, which I am now considering signing up for. I would have preferred to get him to 11th before tapping into a 9 to 12 scenario, but, you know, who knows how long it would take for that to happen. I'd need three more 7 to 10s to get up to 11th level. And Paizo's priority, understandably, is lower level scenarios for the new people coming into it. So I've been having a lot of fun with Pathfinder. Um, what else is going on? Speaking of Pathfinder, since I'm not going to be here for news and rumors, uh, Pathfinder Humble Bundle. There's a, there's another one out uh, right now based around the Strength of Thousands Adventure Path. I am considering buying a high tier with that one just to get all of Strength of Thousands. Um, it would also give me several duplicates, but the difference in price between mid-tier and high-tier is less than the cost of getting the final book of Strength of Thousands by itself. So that's what I'm considering doing. I've still got about two and a half weeks to make up my mind, so that's good. But if any of our listeners were to hear this, they won't, so I'll have to post about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you saw a post about a Pathfinder Humble Bundle, this is why. And it's a great opportunity to get a bunch of the main books for a very reasonable price and a whole bunch of ventures that you can run. Um, continuing on Pathfinder, I bought Foundry just to play around with it. Mm -hmm. And I got to say, it's a really interesting system. Um, I've started poking around altering the JavaScript to 
fix things and do custom things. And so that's a lot of fun. Uh, for those of you who haven't heard about Foundry, it is a virtual tabletop. You pay a one-time licensing fee, and you can then run it off of just about anything. Uh, a lot of people will get a small Amazon Web Service instance and run it off of there. I just run it on my own system. Uh, Pat does the same thing. Yep. Wait, your system's still running, Patrick? There uh, is. Uh, well, I haven't had to use Foundry, but uh, for a little while. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, there is a dedicated hosting service out there that calls themselves The Forge mm -hmm. uh, that you can pay a small fee to, similar kind of to Roll20's paid tiers. Um, but it is fantastic. Uh, Paizo, the folks who make Pathfinder, have entered into a partnership where they are selling their stuff directly um, through or import through Foundry. Yeah. And from what I've heard, what they've offered so far is fantastic. Um, there's also a really great module, uh, still maintained, but no longer in active development called PDF to Foundry that uh, can take most of the content that Paizo has put out and import it into Foundry, no problems. I've done that with, uh, with an adventure path that I plan to run called Abomination Vaults. Uh, and it looks great. Uh, there is a dedicated Foundry complete uh, Abomination Vaults available. It's a little pricey, but everything I've heard makes it kind of tempting, except for the fact that I am hoping to run Abomination Vaults in person. Yeah. So, and so, yeah, uh, so... for anyone listening, just Foundry is not only for Pathfinder, it works really well no. with DD as well. Well, yeah, actually, it for a whole bunch, it's got a whole bunch of systems. Yes. Um, yeah. Savage Worlds has a bunch of VT, well, <clears throat> they call them VTT files, but for virtual tabletop uh, mm -hmm. files. Yeah, but Savage Worlds has a bunch, as, as well as a whole bunch of other systems. Yeah, it's just the yeah. Pathfinder community's really grabbed onto Foundry, so I think they're, yep. they're probably the biggest users of it. Yeah. So that's it as far as gaming goes. Um, TV... Finished off The Flash, uh, and for news and rumors, uh, next season of The Flash is the final season of The Flash. Yes. Um, which basically means that the Arrowverse is done. Um, and that, uh, got to see Miss Marvel. If you haven't seen Miss Marvel, go watch Miss Marvel. Dev, I know you wait for everything to have dropped before you watch something. It's all dropped. Go oh, watch it. Oh, I know. I watched Miss Marvel. Um, yeah. Basically, I think the the day after the final episode dropped, I watched the whole thing in less than two days. Uh, Jen watched it with me. She absolutely loved it. It might be the best thing Marvel's ever put out. Yeah. It, yeah. It's really good. And uh, Amanda <laughs> Villani, Canadian, rocking it. <laughs> you know? So, uh, no, it was really good. Um, saw the first episode of episode of She-Hulk uh, yesterday. 
And I gotta say, if you have any familiarity with the classic John Byrne sensational She-Hulk from like late 80s, this is very true to the spirit of that book. Mm -hmm. And a uh, bit of a slow start, but I, th I think there's a lot of potential here. So uh, looking forward to the rest of it and that. Other than that stuff, haven't been watching all that much TV. Movie-wise, I've seen Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I've seen Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, Multiverse of Madness, I really enjoyed. Um, Thor Love and Thunder, not so much. It's probably my least favorite MCU film in quite a while. Mm -hmm. I haven't been able to make up my mind whether or not I like Dark World better. Interesting. I actually ooh, see, ooh. I, I, I didn't like the third Thor movie, but I much preferred the fourth one. The fourth one I thought was way better than uh, the, the forced yeah. humor-filled so, uh, third movie. So, wow, because as far as forced humor-filled, I thought fourth was much more than third. <laughs> It's, so I would agree on basic, that. Basically, the thing is, is that um, Thor Ragnarok was definitely a Taika Waititi film. And it was extremely successful. And so my impression is that Marvel gave Taika Waititi more freedom to be Taika Waititi for Love yeah, and Thunder. Yeah, that may not always work. And it did not work for me. You know, the core storytelling did not work for me. Um, all the catchphrase stuff did not work for me. There was well, some good stuff. There was some good stuff in there. Um, but a lot of it just didn't work for me. Yeah, I was going to so, say, just watching some of the trailers, he seemed a bit of a simp. You know, so, like pi I mean, pining for Mjolnir, pining for this is like you're 1500 years old. He's not a teenage yeah. boy. Mm. Yeah, he's so, he's 1500 years, been fighting forever. He's gone. He also did his arc, right? He did his arc of I don't know what I'm going to do. Like that was Ragnarok was his his arc. Yeah, he now knows what he's Infinity supposed to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but then so, especially like Infinity War. Yeah. So, anyways, um, Love and Thunder did not work. Did not work for me. I certainly won't be rushing to rewatch it when it hits Disney Plus. Um, but yeah, hey, that's okay. Not uh, you know, not every Marvel thing needs to work even for me. <laughs> no. Um, you know, and my heavens, there's a lot of Marvel stuff coming up. Yes. Yeah. Well, there's some of We'll talk about that. Oh, well, you won't be here for it. It's, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's kind. It's it's kind of scary in that um, that there's so much Marvel stuff coming up. But I mean, um, some of it I'm looking forward to. Some I'm not. Yep. So that's been mostly it as far as movie goes. I wanted to get out to see Top Gun. I haven't. Uh, which is a pity because it looks like a movie that really ought to be seen on a big screen. Definitely. 
So um, I loved it the first time I saw it, and then I recently watched it again. I'm like, eh, it was okay. But it, like, I, I I would never go back and rewatch Top the second Top Gun the way I would go back and rewatch the original Top Gun. Like I one. I can watch the original Top no. Gun like two weeks in a row. I, I would never be no. able to watch the second one like that. Well, I mean, it's it's a good love story between uh, Iceman and Maverick. <laughs> <True. laughs> okay. Well, I'm 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 happy that. Uh, Kilmer had a decent presence. I wasn't really sure if he would. Yeah. But um, but yeah, so as far as movies go, that's been basically about it. Books and reading and stuff. Um, I got about 75% of the way through uh, The Witcher, Blood of Elves. And that... Uh, Unfortunately, I got distracted and my uh, library loan expired on me, so I need to oh. borrow it again and finish it. Um, what else is there? Uh, haven't been reading as much as I'd like. I've fallen a little behind on my Marvel Unlimited stuff. Uh, I'm not quite finished January 2015. So, uh, but you know, hey, you're only seven years behind now, Dwayne. You're only seven years behind. You're catching up. Seven, seven and a half. Seven and a half. <laughs> and that. Um, but, you know, still really enjoying it and still really grateful for the, for the service and that. Yeah. Because uh, this way I get to keep reading stuff I and I don't have to clutter my house. <laughs> How much is it, Dwayne, per month? Um, or is it per year? Seven. Uh, I paid per year because it is definitely cheaper. It's yep. uh, Cheap. 70, yeah. $70 US, I think. Or actually, I think okay. the price went up for my renewal this year. It's going to be like 77 US. It's still fantastic value for money. But mm -hmm. uh, DC Universe Infinite uh, basically scooped them. If you got well, in... Yeah, if you if you got in on the introductory offer for uh, for DC Universe, um, yeah. it was sixty dollars Canadian per year. So DC charges in Canadian dollars, Marvel charges in US, and they charge less in Canadian than Marvel charges in US. Now. I still consider, like I said, I still consider Marvel Unlimited uh, fantastic value for money. But uh, the DC Universe one is better. Well, it also depends on which, depends on which, like I, I always like Marvel overall better than DC. Like, there's a few DC comics I'd read, but I'd read, I'd read more Marvel. So for me, it'd be more, more worthwhile for the Marvel. Yep. But it's been... It's been really great having both, I gotta say. You know, uh, no complaints there at all. So, so yeah, so that's really about it. Um, otherwise, the only other thing is uh, Ottawa Comic Con is coming up. And I haven't bought my tickets yet because I'm unsure as to what ticket package I want to go with. 
So the appeal of a VIP ticket package for Ottawa Comic-Con is largely that you get uh, preferential seating for any of the Hall 1 panels. That's really the only, in my view, it's the only real benefit. I mean, priority access to autograph sessions, I'm sure some people would like that, but considering that I am not made of money, uh, yeah. I am not well, going to be... Considering how much they charge... Pardon? I was going to say, considering how, some people, how much some people charge for those. Yeah, well, I mean, like, it's understandable. I mean, this is... Those autograph fees are largely why these people spend their time doing conventions. Oh, you know? Yeah. So, I don't begrudge them making them their money. I just don't have the oh, no, no. income to fork over yeah. to them. Mm -hmm. So... But if you look at the Ottawa Comic-Con site right now, and we are like less than three weeks out, it's a mess. I mean, they've got all the guests listed, and the guest list, I will say, is appealing. I mean, Carrie Elwes is coming. Uh, Arthur Darville from Doctor Who and uh, Legends of Tomorrow is coming. Yeah. Um, Maurice LaMarche and Rob Paulson, a.k.a. Pinky in the Brain, although I got oh. the order mixed up, they're coming. Yes. Yeah. You know, and, and there's some others, uh, Denise Crosby. I mean, the guest list is decent, I got to yeah. say. Yeah, it is. But they, they don't have a schedule, though. I mean, if you look at the schedule, they list a couple of autograph sessions, except that the times are all wrong. They're listing times at like seven o'clock, eight o'clock in the morning, when the con oh, doesn't yeah. open till like ten thirty. You know, and there's just a bit. There's no. There's 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 no real info, mm -hmm. except for the fact that Dave Foley, who is a guest of honor, by the way, from Kids in the Hall, um. Definitely more the pop culture side of things than the genre side of things. Um, we'll be doing a thing in Hall 1, but the time is all wrong, and he's the only one listed. So, you know, until I know who's actually doing panels and all that stuff, do I want to fork over, you know, $270? No. no. You know, I don't. Um, well, this also, is the first as. Real time getting getting it going since COVID, right? So they need to get back yeah. in the groove. Yeah, they do. But I mean, this is basic stuff. Yeah. You know? It's also not like they, this is a new thing. Like they've done this before. So yes. unless it's and new they, people running it. And they've had this date booked for a year. You know, they've got a lot of guests. Why aren't they scheduling these guests yet? You know, I'm not surprised that there are VIP packages still available. Why would anyone buy it right now? Yeah. Um, but I am going to go, definitely. Uh, my daughter wants to go. And, uh, yeah, she, really, she wants to see the cosplaying, mostly. She wants to go to the mask <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm happy to take her. Uh, and that. And I have put in for media accreditation. Why break my streak? Again. Why break my streak? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I have not gotten a, I have not gotten a PFO 
email as yet. However, there is no guarantee I will actually get a PFO email. Um, as I believe there was one well, or two days where I didn't. Also, considering how unorganized they are this year, you might not. Yeah, exactly. And that, but I do intend, if I can, to uh, take a recorder and do some talking with uh, the vendors and maybe some folks in Artist Alley. Uh, because uh, I think that went over fairly well the last time I was able to. So well, we did it, yeah. why not do yeah. it again? Yeah, you got some really good interviews out of that. Yeah. So basically, that's it for me. Uh, I really hate to be ducking out early two podcasts in a row. Uh, but Bastard. Uh, <laughs> anyway, but hey. But you're gaming, so that's okay. It's also your gaming, so that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I think everybody here understands gaming as a priority. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, good talking with everyone. Uh, I will be looking forward to Dev posting this so I can hear what everyone else has been up to. Oh, All right. Catch you later, Dwayne. Talk to you later. Let's, All right, Dev, who's next? Let's move on to Mr. Ramsahoy as he has uh, construction workers in his house potentially interrupting yeah, sure. him during his... Uh, <laughs> during... actually just finished, but oh. I'll, I'll still take the, the slot. Sure, no problem. Um, okay, well, uh, since uh, school has finished, I've had the summer to myself and I've been very, very busy with my TV. Uh, so I've been doing an awful lot of watching. Uh so I will uh, go in order of the web pages I've pulled up so I can look at my histories. <laughs> uh, and since I've got uh, two months to talk about, it's, it's a fair bit. So starting with Netflix, uh, there was the, the season three of the Umbrella Academy. Uh, so yep. uh, um, yet again, they have caused and uh, resolved a uh, world-ending uh, incident, in, incident. Uh, this time it wasn't just world ending, it was uh, universe ending. Um, so uh, that's, uh, it, it, it's a lot of fun. If you're enjoying uh, the Umbrella Academy, it's certainly worth uh, continuing to watch it. Um, okay. Some big changes on some of the characters. Uh, of course, uh, Elliot Page came out in between season two and season three, or he transitioned, so... Uh, you know they they have to handle that in the show as well and you know it's as simple as he decided that uh, she was he and uh, everybody's like oh okay and uh, let's yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say it's also easier with superheroes and stuff like that it's like ah oh, it's changed okay yep, <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> one thing I did uh, I think there is a fair similarity in the ending of uh, season three uh, to Thor Rat. Uh, yeah, Thor: Love and Thunder, and I'm going to just leave it at that. Thank you. Um, yeah, because I I still haven't seen Thor yet, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah let's see. Uh, next up on the list is uh, Bastard, an anime that uh, came out mm -hmm. based. It's post-apocalyptic of sorts. Uh, takes. It's called Bastard. Uh, it's a heavy metal dark fantasy because uh, so it really relies a lot on heavy metal. Uh, in fact, all the spells are basically named after heavy metal bands or heavy metal songs. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay, I'll have to check this out then. Yeah, uh, and it's uh, it's definitely uh, um, uh, PG-13 at least. Uh, 
Uh, <laughs> no, no, wait. Okay, when you say PG-13, oh, really? do you mean Raiders of the Lost Ark, the second one, PG-13? <laughs> uh, well, or, let's just or more that, modern PG-13. So the, the main uh, anti-hero of the uh, story is, has his soul trapped in the, the body of a, of a tween, I guess, or it's kind of hard to tell exactly how old how this kid is supposed it? to be. But yeah, he's... Yeah. He's old. He's into teenage years as far as his body goes, I think. But uh, mentally, he's he seems to be uh, a lot younger. Um, but in order for you know the 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 actual powerful being to come out, uh, he has to be kissed by a virgin. And uh, and so the, his you know kind of in quotes big sister uh, has basically been trained to be that virgin. Um, so there's a whole lot of sexual Wait, innuendo. What? Oh no, no, it's, it's yeah. There's some major sexual innuendo in this thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Every yeah, interaction he... between this guy and any of the female characters uh, yeah. ha is just loaded with sexual innuendo. That's why it's PG-13. When when he's when he, you know, when he um, transforms into the the like the the wizard guy that's trapped in this kid, he grows into be an adult. Yeah. No, but, no, but there's is, a whole is, is lot of real sister. Is no. it his real sister? No. It's okay. Uh, I it it doesn't really get explained, but I I mean there is definitely a romantic relationship between the wizard and and the girl. Yes. Sure. Yeah, but okay, you said big and sister though. So that's that's well, that's yeah. just creepy. Yeah. Creepy. The, Very creepy and wrong. <laughs> well, the relationship she has with the with the boy aspect is definitely more sibling than romantic yeah they've uh, grown up together basically yeah. so they're like best friends more than anything yeah so she's the daughter of the priest that trapped, trapped. the wizard in in the boy's body oh okay right so that that's so she's been yeah she's been with this boy all his life basically uh mm -hmm. but yeah it it is fun it does end on a cliffhanger so i was very upset by the cliffhanger yeah, so there better be a season two coming along somewhere along the line. Is this a Netflix show? It's on or Netflix. Or is it actually... No, no, no but it's... is it from... Is it Netflix done? Like, is um, it... Do they, do they create it? I think it was. Because I was going to say, if it's created by Netflix, there might not be a season two, because Netflix is famous for doing the, ah, okay, we had a season or two, and ah, we're done. Yeah, but it it's it's uh, also in uh, conjunction with Warner Japan. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, okay. So they're, yeah. Yeah. So it could, uh, it could, uh, get into season two. I mean, it definitely needs a season two. Uh, well, the I was going to say Cowboy been... Bebop. Cowboy Bebop. I like Cowboy Bebop. Uh, you know, and... well, the live action, Netflix has yeah. been very hit or miss with their live action well, animation. But the live action, I didn't mind. Like, it wasn't bad, right? Like, it wasn't bad, uh, but it it wasn't it wasn't enough to satisfy the Cowboy Bebop fans. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, if they if they got it for another year or two, I think they could have built up an audience, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're trying the same thing right now with Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah. So they just dropped a new a new something for that too. So mm -hmm. I couldn't get into the live action one either, but I haven't I hadn't really watched the anime version either. So yeah. Well, I started the live-action one, and then I stopped once they announced that there wasn't going to be any more to it. Because I watched the anime, so I know the story. I don't really need to see the la the way they did the live-action any further. Mm. Uh, let's see, another anime Netflix one uh, was Spriggan. 
So uh, this is... Uh, I eyed it, but didn't really follow through with it. Yeah, there, there are six episodes to it. Um, it's the, the basic premise is that uh, the Bible wasn't really uh, biblical. It was an advanced civilization that uh, existed and then, uh, met, you know, went too far and killed themselves off. And we had to start over again. Uh, and so now there's a big hunt for all the actual artifacts that have connections to the Bible. Um, and uh, the Spriggan is uh, basically a, you know, your high school student uh, super agent who's working for well, this it's anime. Of course he's a high school student. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. <laughs> so he's, he's working for an organization that's trying to keep these, uh, um, these artifacts out of the hands of the wrong people. Um, and one of the big enemies of this is, of course, the U.S. government, because they're trying to get all this technology for themselves, because they only trust themselves to have it. Um, and so he's, you know, discovering different things, like, uh, for example, uh, Noah's Ark apparently was actually a terraforming machine. Right, <laughs> and, and so, it, you know, it's, it's very much uh, anime-related. He doesn't really build any relationships with anybody, it's just kind of discovering what these artifacts are and how they work and so on. Of course, we don't know as the audience what's going on, but he knows exactly what all of these artifacts are as he's trying to deal with them because it's been researched by his organization. Uh, let's see. Going up further. Uh, I did watch the first episode of Vinland Saga. So it's an anime take on uh, Vikings. Um it was okay, but it didn't interest me enough to uh, continue trying to, to watch it. Um, but I, I think that it might be something Pat might be interested in, because he loves things Viking. Yeah, well, like, there's enough already on, on watching Vikings, Vikings for Valhalla, Norsemen, yeah. uh, some movies. <laughs> yeah. Plus, I'm actually playing in a few Viking games, so... Mm -hmm. Uh, another another short anime I watched was Case Closed, Zero's Tea Time. Uh, so Zero is this uh, character who's kind of mysterious. He's he's sort of a Mary Sue. He can do everything really well. Uh, but that's really because he puts so much time into getting it all done properly or figuring out how to do things that uh, it's just second nature to him. So he works in a coffee shop where he's an excellent customer service and chef. Uh, He's a police detective, and he's also a super spy. Uh, and so this, these six episodes are really just about him kind of blending the three different worlds together. And it's an introduction to the character, a lot more than following a set plot, uh, because there's really nothing that, uh, that connects it all from one episode to the other, other than, you know, him trying to live his life so it's it's meant to be slice of, a slice of life of this guy who can do everything and has a very interesting life uh another one that this is ongoing is uh uncle from another world uh so this anime is taking the uh, isekai trope and uh just turning its head or turning all the tropes on its head uh, so Isekai is that uh, person from our world who, uh, through some means, ends up in uh, a, a fantasy realm where they become, you know, the super god that uh, solves everybody's problems kind of story. 
so in this one, the uncle at uh, 17 years ago got hit by a truck and went into a coma. So we only know our side of things uh, to start with. Uh, and so 17 years after that accident, he wakes up. Uh, and it turns out that while he was in the coma, he was in this other fantasy world. Um, and he manages to bring the magic from that other world into the real world. Um, and uh, so he uses his magic abilities to become a YouTube star. Uh, and that's how he and his nephew are uh, earning their money. Uh, but it turned, you know, as he's doing all this, he's also able to show what his life in that other world was. And uh, he was... Uh, well, first off, he's into Sega, right? So he's into an outdated uh, gaming platform. Uh, and so he wants to really focus on that a lot. Uh, and he was an avid gamer before he went into his coma. And so everything that he does, is, even while he was in the other world, was in, in the context of a game and the way that a game works. Uh, so he's, there's a, he's, He's not a, the most attractive guy, so everybody in this fantasy world thinks he's an orc. They call him Orc Face. Uh, there's this elf girl that he meets uh, and rescues, and uh, the two, she starts kind of assuming that there's something going on, but she's also being, uh, what do they call it, uh, Surende, so where they start off very hostile, but they end up uh, becoming romantic interests or love interests. Right, so she's trying to be, bring the romance into everything, and he's completely oblivious to it. Uh, right, and of course, the nephew, as he's seeing all of this uh, unfold, is like, "What? You you had this opportunity, and you turned it around, uh, and you know com we're completely oblivious to the fact that she's coming on to you." Uh, and the same sort of thing also is happening in real life with uh, an old uh, high, a school friend of the nephew. Uh, as he's kind of oblivious to uh, her interest in him. Uh, anyhow, they haven't finished the uh, the series yet. Uh, the next episode is supposed to drop on August 31st, so I'm caught up up to that point. Um, Brenda and I watched the entire Sandman series, and, Ooh, uh, and? really, really enjoyed it. Uh, now, I know in reviews, uh, people are saying that uh, that the fellow who's playing the Sandman, playing Morpheus, isn't as intense as he's supposed to be uh, in the comics, or as he is in the comics. But uh, we really like it. Uh, uh, I don't know. We find that, uh, yeah, pretty much every word that he says is just loaded with gravitas, the way he plays the character. Well, also, because a lot of the... They're, they're taking the dialogue directly from the comics. Yeah. Yeah, a, a lot of the stuff is is like that's word almost word for word what was written mm -hmm. in the comics. Well, right? the series, so like, yeah, the series is covering about three years worth of the comics, I think. Mm -hmm. But uh, what I mean though is like a lot of the like they did take a lot of pulled a lot of the stuff directly from the comics, right? So oh yeah, like, oh yeah, for sure, for sure. That's what I meant. It's like yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, Neil Gaiman is a great writer. Oh, he is. He is, uh, and everything that he touches uh, pretty much turns to gold. I mean. Our uh, Valentine's Day uh, tradition now is kind of watching Stardust. Because uh, <laughs> I, I really enjoy that story. Um, so, yeah, definitely recommend The Sandman. It was number one on Netflix uh, when it came out, and there's a good reason for it. Um, it, it is good. I'm, I never read The Sandman comics, so I can't compare it. I just know enough about them to know what was going on. Um, I've I've I saw parts of the first episode. And I've read um, some of the, the graphic novels, 
mm-hmm. they've got the aesthetics down for the, the yes. show has yeah. has a look from the graphic novels like yes it does you it know, does the weird the weird mask the whole mm-hmm. the, the mythos and everything yeah it's the, you're going yeah like it looks good like I it, and I'm like I'm saving it to binge so because it's like I, those are not the show I know if I start watching. I'm going to want to watch almost the first season at once. So I'm saving for a weekend where I'm like, I'm not doing anything else. It's like, okay, I'm watching Sandman. That's pretty much how it was. And we were, uh, you know, when we got to the last episode, Brenda was like, it's done. I hope there's going to be more. And uh, of course they treated us because just yesterday they dropped a, uh, a two-part episode. Okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we jumped on that as soon as we could as well. Um. Right after Sandman uh, was finished, they went and, or pretty much right after they dropped Sandman, they dropped uh, season three of Lock and Key. Uh, so this is a story about uh, basically a portal to another world, uh, and there are these metal shards that can come out of that portal, which this family, the uh, the Lock family, uh, since uh, the War of American Independence, uh, have been fashioning into keys that can do magical things. Right. And so uh, the story itself takes place in modern times, and it's about uh, these people, these entities from the other side that uh, have uh, possessed people on our side and who are trying to take control over their, these keys for various reasons. So uh, season three is the final season that uh, wraps up a whole lot of loose ends and so on. Um, if you enjoyed Lock and Key in the past, it's uh, definitely worth seeing. Uh, I would... You know, don't just jump into season three because you won't understand any aspect of it. But uh, the whole lock and key storyline, it, it was fun. Um, I wasn't as anxious for this one as I would be for another uh, story in the uh, the Haunted Hill, the House on Haunted Hill series. I I don't know. I enjoyed those two seasons, and I really hope they do come along and do a third. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984 dropped on Netflix, so we watched that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it it kind of reminded me why I prefer Marvel over DC because uh, it was yeah. definitely a, a little too close to the Adam West camp of. Uh, well, it's also Batman. because it's such a tonal shift from the first Wonder Woman, right? Like, because yes, the first Wonder Woman the... was well I'll done. And then... I haven't watched it yet. Don't watch it. Uh, if you're interested in watching it, then it's certainly worth watching, but uh, don't have expectations that it's going to be as good as the first Wonder Woman was. But, I mean, I was a little disappointed in the first Wonder Woman because it was basically Captain America, the first Avenger, told World War One style with a female lead, right? Yeah. Uh, wow. there, there were a lot of similarities there. But it, just, uh, it still worked. I still like the first one. But then in the, the second one, it's like, so mm-hmm. you made their skirts even higher up now. Mm-hmm. Well, I wasn't even noticing the costume change. Uh, it was uh, things like uh, they steal a jet from the Smithsonian Institution to oh, God. go to Cairo, and it can make it all in one trip. It's like, what? Well, she also <laughs> makes it invisible. Yeah, and, you know, Steve Trevor is able to just hip it, hop into the pilot seat and figure out exactly how to fly this thing. I mean, the yeah, last thing that you flew was uh, basically a kite a with a motor on it. Yeah, <laughs> he flew a biplane yeah. in World War One, and here's your jet. And also, yeah. well, it's a whole so much of stupid. It's like it's in the Smithsonian. It has no fuel, dude. It's yeah. in the museum. It's not going to have fuel in it <laughs> or uh, anything. It's, it's probably it's not even. Uh, it's been decommissioned so that it can't fly yes. anymore. <laughs> exactly. Most likely, right? 
Um, oh, there's but, there's a bunch of stuff in that movie that just yeah, but that that's kind of the the things that DC like to do in their stories that made me not be a fan of DC when I was growing up, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, just way too well, much. especially again since you've got for again Wonder Woman almost eighty years of stories, and there is some good stories out there with Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to do a campy sort of one. No, like, well, especially like super campy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, because for, for me, it's like the first one, it's such a difference in tone from the first one to the second. Like, you're right. It feels campy. Had the campy one come out first, and then the second one's like more serious. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you're going from a serious tone to really super campy. And it's like, well, yeah. I mean, if you're doing a reboot 10 years later, sure. I mean, it worked for Batman, right? Yeah. Yeah. But. And, and- of course, yeah. how could the events of Wonder Woman 1984, or yeah, Wonder Woman 1984, have come out? Uh, and in the DCEU, oh, it, I know, it's just so you know, it, there was like, oh, superheroes exist, and this strange stuff can happen. It's like, no. well, no, that is like Batman's like, oh, I found your picture from World War One or World, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. uh, well, how come you didn't see your picture from 1984? Well, even. Well, even so, Wonder Woman's involvement in what happened in 1984 isn't known. Nobody, despite the fact that, you know, she basically... There's cameras! She was on the camera! Yeah. but She was I mean, televised the... worldwide. She was televised worldwide. Sorry, Paul. Yeah, but, You're ruining you know, the, the, the fact that what happened happened, uh, and people would have to have remembered it, uh, in some sort of a context just you know doesn't make sense but hey that's that's the way that story goes um so yeah disappointing that but, hurt. yeah yeah i mean see it if you're interested but don't rush out to see it uh continuing on with uh, the uh, the uh, post the early covid uh, releases uh tenet also dropped on uh, netflix yeah um, i haven't seen that one yet uh, it's interesting. It's a Christopher Nolan film, so mm-hmm. it, it's in the vein of uh, Inception. Interstellar. A little bit. Uh, no, not, not Interstellar as much. I think it's a, supposed to be a little more closer to uh, Inception. Inception, I think. Because uh, it's a super spy kind of a story. Uh, but in this one, the twist is that uh, the future is sending back uh, uh, objects that have had their entropy inversed. So they are basically moving backwards in time instead of moving in the same direction uh, that we are. So they've got to explain how what's going on with that uh, and why it's an issue. And then, you know, the whole, uh, there's a Russian oligarch who's uh, basically wanting to use this to end the world. And so their, their job is to try and stop him from doing that. Right. So it's uh, Kenneth Branagh. Uh, doing a great job as this Russian oligarch who is somebody you just do not like. Uh, so that that's fun to see from uh, from Kenneth Branagh. Uh, and that's the end of my uh, watch history on uh, on Netflix. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Prime Video. I uh, just watched a couple of uh, anime on that one. Uh, first one was My Girlfriend is a Show Bitch. Uh, it's 10 episodes. Uh, the basic premise is, uh, it's a, it's a romance, uh, show. Uh, it starts different than a lot of the romances because in episode one, he, uh, confesses to her that he's interested and wants her to be his girlfriend and she agrees. And so the rest of the story is 
taking place after that because he has this fantasy of what she is like, which is, you know, she's ex he's expecting her to be your, your typical girlfriend, uh, you know, interested in walks and holding hands in the park and that sort of thing. Uh, but uh, she is the class representative and she's a perfectionist. And uh, so she takes it all on as she's got to be the perfect girlfriend. And for her, being the perfect girlfriend is attending to all his needs, especially his sexual needs. So they don't get into any sort of sexual activity. Uh, but, you know, uh, she's trying to figure out, uh, is he into uh, lollies? Is he into S&M or BDSM and, and things like that? Um, rather than... What the hell's a lolly? Uh, younger girls. Right, or at least well, women that pretend to be younger girls. Okay. Um, yeah. Like it, it You live a sheltered life, don't you, Pat? Yeah. It it's basically uh comes from the term Lolita. You know, you know the story Lolita, right? Yes. Which is, so that that's where Lolita yeah. comes from. Yeah. Right. So Okay. She's, Something yeah. creepy and wrong. Yes. Well <laughs> and he reacts that way to her her expectation that that's what he's into. Uh you know, he's like, no, no, that's sick. No, I don't want to be, you know, that's not me. So he's just wanting a normal girlfriend and she, and, you know, trying to figure out what they're all about. He's trying to figure out what her hobbies are and she's trying to figure out what his sexual preferences are. And this is another one that is just chock full of sexual in innuendo at every step along the way. Um, another one is uh, Watakoi, Love is Hard for Otaku, another romance anime that's on Prime. Uh, and so this one is for people that are basically uh, geek fans, right? So that's what Otaku is in Japanese. Uh, and so the main character, the uh, this girl who's just switching from her old company to her new company, she left her old company because it came out that she's an otaku and she was just too embarrassed to be working there anymore. Uh, you know, gets to the new company and uh, is embarrassed about being exposed as an otaku as well here or fearful of that until she finds out that the woman that's uh that's uh escorting her is a famous cosplayer uh her uh boy that she grew up with uh who turns out to be uh or he's a gamer otaku so he's really into gaming a lot uh to the point of really not being interested in much else uh is working there uh and his direct supervisor is really into anime or, or sorry into manga uh, and so on. And so the four of them are kind of exploring their own relationships because she becomes uh, uh, the girlfriend of her uh, her old friend, the gamer otaku. Um, and so they're kind of exploring their relationships and keeping their otaku life from real life and at the same time embracing their fandom and so on. Uh, and that that's pretty much what I've done on Prime. I don't really watch Prime all that much anymore, though I like the TV shows that we can get through it. Uh, on uh, Disney Plus, yep, Miss Marvel. I think I've talked about it because it was on the last time that, uh, or it had started. It hadn't finished yet before our last recording, but uh, yeah, I I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. I don't know if I'd agree with Dwayne that it's necessarily the best thing they've put out. Um, I think I enjoyed Moon Knight a lot more. Uh, as far as that goes. But Ms. Marvel, I think, is also directed at a much younger audience. And I definitely... Yeah, more for kids. More yeah. for kids and young teens. And I did appreciate her uh, immigrant take on 
on things. So I was able to identify, well, I couldn't identify with the, uh, the youthful side of it. Uh, the immigrant side of it uh, was definitely something that I recognized a lot. Um, I watched one episode of Modoc. This is something that came out a couple of years ago on. Uh, oh yes, a Disney on one. Hulu. That's again yeah. meant for kids. Uh, no, it's not. It's a lot closer to Rick and Morty than it would be to a. Kid. Oh really? Oh okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I only watched the first episode, um, and uh, it is fun. I I I will watch it again, but more likely as a filler when I've run out of other things to watch. All right, Patrick, testing your testing your Marvel stuff. What does Modoc stand for? Uh, oh, it's some, something organism, something it is basically, <laughs> a, he's a big head. He's an artificially created big head, or that's not exactly how he's portrayed because it does go into his origin a bit. Uh, he's, you know, his origin in, in this show is he's uh, the super smart kid that nobody understood until uh, he experimented on himself and made himself into this big brain. Uh, but, you know, he's got a way... Mental, mobile, mecha mechanized organism designed only for killing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he he uh, is in control of AIM, and he, there's a big corporate takeover by a, a Google uh, fill-in. Um, he's got a family. He's got a wife and kids. His daughter is just like him. Um, and so, you know, it's him trying to fit his family life in with uh, with his super villain life. Uh, so it is a definite com comedic take on things. Uh, but yeah, it, it's a little fun, but not something that I'm going to be rushing out to see uh, all the time. Uh, and She-Hulk just dropped on Thursday. She-Hulk Attorney at Law. I agree with uh, Dwayne. Really good show. Uh, I think it has a lot of potential. Looking forward to it. Um, and it is very firmly placed in the MCU uh, because, of course, Mark Ruffalo's Hulk is uh, her cousin and shows up in it. And, yeah, they're talking about being part of the Marvel Universe the whole time. Though they don't really talk about the blip, but they talk about the Avengers and the people in it and so on. Only one episode, so it's hard to say uh, too much more about it. We've got to wait to, to see how the show develops. Or wait till the end and watch them all in the shot. Right, Dwight? Like, Dev? Yeah, you can do that too. I think this is only going to be about four or six episodes, so it shouldn't take too long for the whole thing to drop down. Yeah, it'll basically be in time for the next episode, or the next recording that we do, I'll be able to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> now, since most of what I've been talking about is anime, I uh, decided to break down and I got a membership, a free membership with Crunchyroll. So Crunchyroll is, uh, is just all... It's an on an anime streaming service. Uh, so unfortunately, most of what I want to watch is only available if they've got if you've got a Prime membership. So I might break down and get a Prime membership. It's I think uh, eight dollars a month, or you can get a full year for a hundred dollars. Well, do you do you order from Amazon, Patrick? Do I order from Amazon? Yeah. Uh, well, sometimes why? The whole thing about the Prime membership is it's, you get it for the for the delivery service, and your your streaming service yeah. is like a bonus <laughs> add-on that gets thrown on top of it. Like okay. no, no one gets Prime yeah. just to watch shows. No, you you get it for the free delivery. That's why you yeah. get Prime. Like in so, fact, I, I have things being delivered today and tomorrow over the weekend because I'm a Prime member. Oh yeah, I mean, there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of our renovation stuff that we bought through Amazon, so. 
Yes, I right, do. Right, that's why you should have had Prime. Yeah, but I'm... Right, well, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm talking about the Prime membership in, in Crunchyroll, or the premium membership. Right, but if you if you have Amazon, you buy Prime through Amazon for the delivery. Oh, yeah. That gives you the Prime membership, which then you can go... Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why you get Prime... The reason you get Prime is mostly for the delivery. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah, but, okay, we, we have cut out cable. All of our TV viewing is streaming, and uh, Prime has Stack TV, which has a lot of the channels that we would watch back Well, Stack TV day. is extra. It is right? extra, Stack but... TV is one of the extra ones. Yeah, but you don't get access to it unless you have your Prime membership. Yeah, and the main problem I have with Stack TV is the fucking commercials. The whole point of doing streaming yes. services is to avoid commercials, right? And yet they fucking yeah. it's just like watching a, a regular TV channel. So I had uh, I had what? Stack TV for exactly 12 minutes. And the second the first commercial came on when I was trying to watch a show, I'm like fuck it, I'm done. I canceled it right then and there. Well, yeah, I I can I can see that, but at the same time you're only getting one or two commercials and it's only within the last uh six months or so that they've actually had commercials for things other than the tv shows that you can get on other channels in within but stack the whole point of watching a streaming service is no commercials yep. it's no commercials exactly. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't care i don't care if they, they stick one in there mm. i'm the same one yeah. as them i'm done no sorry well, well this is why i pay for service so you don't, I'm paying for this. You don't need to supplement it with your income with commercials. Yeah. And mm. so this is I'm why paying, I pay for I'm YouTube you, membership. I'm paying you so I don't have no to. No commercials. Yeah. Well, I, Otherwise, uh, I might as well get cable TV. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, when cable TV started out, it was supposed to be so that you don't have to deal with commercials. And then commercials started creeping in. I mean, there's always... Well, same as, to... hey, movies, right? Yeah. There were movie theaters before they had commercials? Yeah. Well... I mean, they always had commercials, but it would be like, let's go back to the lobby. Yeah, but that's not a real commercial. No, oh, also, it, it would be like all... for, for, it'll be 12 seconds, a short little clip, and then it's back to trailers or whatever. Now it's yeah. 30 minutes before you even get to watch your movie, and 20 yeah. minutes of it are commercials now. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, commercials are just an aspect of life we're going to have to deal with. And I prefer only having, you know, Two commercials for maybe a minute tops to two minutes worth of commercials. Well, also there, I have to say the other thing when you do streaming through <clears throat> Prime or yet or Netflix, there's that skip ahead ten seconds. Yeah. yeah. Well, you can't. I mean, I do a lot. Do that through, yeah, but you can't do that through the commercials. What? No, you can't. Are skip you ahead. shitting me? No, uh, on Stack you can't skip through the commercials. Oh, okay, it, then I see with Dev and uh, yep. Paul. Then lasted like, twelve the seconds. I'm telling or twelve minutes. I'm telling you. Skip yeah, like, if I do skip through commercials, screw you. I mean, I do skip ten seconds through friggin' tr the uh, opening credits. credits, where it's like, you know, it's like logo, logo, logo. It's like skip, 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 skip into the friggin' movie. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, commercials are going to be there. Uh, you you can't get oh, away from it. Yeah, like, but let me skip through them. I'm paying you so much per month. You're mm -hmm. getting a lot of money from me. Well, not from me, you know, like everybody paying you lots of money. Take commercial ads, I don't care, but let me skip through it. Mm -hmm. Well, you can try that, but I mean, even if you do a paper or not a pay per view, but uh, uh, a purview uh, watch of the shows off of cable, uh, when the when they throw on a commercial, you're not going to be able to fast forward through it, even now, right? Ah, uh, PVR, baby. That's what PVR is for. Yeah. <laughs> but people don't do that anymore. 
right? It, Anyways, it, it, we should let you yeah. wrap up because we've had two people for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So got Crunchyroll. Been watching uh, a few episodes, a few different shows on it. Uh, one is Re Zero, starting life in another world. Main character is from our world, goes into a fantasy world, uh, has no special abilities whatsoever, other than the fact that when he dies, he comes back at a start point that uh, keeps getting reset as the story gets told. Uh, so he's kind of learning about situations as they happen, and every time he dies, he can go back and change things a little bit. Um, oh, they did a they did a movie with that. Yep. With um. Well, the Tom Cruise one. Yeah, live die repeat. No, not oblivion, but it recently, but there was a boss. No, it was more of a gaming one, uh, boss level or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with Frank Grillo. Yeah, but well, this ReZero has actually been around for a few years, so that's probably the one that inspired all the others. Yeah. Uh, and uh, another anime that is available on Netflix, uh, season one is uh, "Is It Wrong to Try to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon?" Uh, so this is. Yeah, <laughs> I, I watched that one a while ago. <laughs> yeah, so seasons uh, seasons two, three, and four, I believe, are available on Crunchyroll. Oh, uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm, ex I'm exploring Crunchyroll right now. Let's just say you guys are never going to talk to me for the next like two months because I'll be busy. Well, yeah, but if you don't like commercials, you're not going to like Crunchyroll unless you decide to drop for the premium because they're giving you about a minute and a half of commercials. And uh, I've noticed lately what they're doing is they'll give you one commercial. And then uh, the next four or five that are supposed to come in the in the row are just the same commercial repeated over and over and over. Well, that's again. depressing. Yeah, yeah. So my mute key has become a, a big uh, friend of mine on my computer. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So uh, is it wrong to pick up girls in the dungeon? Basically, uh, there are adventurers who uh, go through this dungeon, uh, but they are being sponsored by the gods, and uh, so our main character is uh in the familia so under the sponsorship of the god goddess hestia and he's her only uh member of her familia and of course she's uh head over heels in love with him uh he respects her because she's his goddess but there are other women uh there's another woman uh ice wallenstein i think is what her name who uh her name, yeah, first name okay. is called ais uh and she's uh She's basically helping train him, and he's really admiring her, probably a romance. And, so, and of course, all the new characters that come out and help him are women, so you've got the conflict between the goddess and wanting her, wanting, uh, her guy to be doing better, but at the same time, it's all these women coming into his life instead of other men, for the most part. Um, so, you know, a lot of sexual innuendo happening in it as well, though not as serious as some of the other ones that I've talked about. Um, and uh, so far it's a fun story uh, problem is on Crunchyroll it's subtitled it's not dubbed so be prepared to do a lot of reading hmm. uh, and that's it as far as shows go uh, game wise I'm the only one from our group who's still really into Elite Dangerous uh, Dev and I were talking a bit about uh, what I've been doing um, uh, recently so I've uh, discovered or I've researched and uh, acquired a lot of Guardian technology, and now I'm working on engineering. Um, I've managed to make the rank of uh, King on the Imperial side and Admiral on the Federation side, just because I felt like, why not go ahead and do it? Uh, I haven't really been uh, 
following along with the main plot lines of the game uh, because uh, recently there's been a, a war with the Thargoids that uh, has not gone as well as it's supposed to or as as was hoped but I've been staying out of that so can't really comment on it too much um, did do a bit of No Man's Sky which uh, has a lot of survival aspects to it but also space exploration I don't know. I'm still engaged a lot more in to Elite Dangerous than No Man's Sky, but No Man's Sky is fun. Uh, the little bit of it that I've done. Uh, tabletop gaming haven't had anything happening in my campaign for a while, uh, just because summer and people are busy, and so we stopped in the middle of the fight and are going to have to pick it up. Our next session is planned for September 14th, so hopefully that will happen. I don't see a reason why it shouldn't. Uh, on my alternate week what uh, night, uh, our game master is start has opened up so many plot lines. I think he's getting a little bit of burnout, so we're not going to be uh, getting back into the game for a, uh, at least a couple of weeks. Uh, I volunteered to uh, run everybody through a one-shot Pathfinder Second Edition game, just so they can experience a different uh, system. Don't have to follow through with it or anything like that, but everybody does seem to be kind of interested in doing it. Uh, and, uh, I'll leave it at that because I have taken up an awful lot of time. <laughs> All right, Paul, let's go out to you. You'll be quick. <laughs> well, that's what you think. I've been working on this. Oh no. <laughs> no, I, I will be quick. Um, I'm not going to go into such depth of talk about everything like everyone else does, but I will mention what I've been doing. Um, I know last time we talked, which was several months ago, um, I had commented several times how I had messed up my Netflix algorithm terribly with a lot of <clears throat> Asian dramas. <clears throat> so I have been attempting to fix this by uh, adding movies, lots of other things to it, such as um, all the Indian Porn. films. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. uh, I added a lot of like. Uh, Riddick stuff, uh, Indiana Jones stuff, Resident Evil, a few other oh, things. Oh, trying to fix it. I'm trying to fix the algorithm. <laughs> Trust me, I'm trying to fix it. Um, I watched uh, uh, the original... Watch the I watched the original uh, Total Recall um, for the first time in <gasps> 15 yeah. years. Oh my uh, god, I watched that movie like at least once a year. <laughs> Well, to be honest with you, um, it, it was it's a really good movie. I still like the new one too, though. I do. I like I like both of them. I I tried to get for into the new reasons. one, but for, for for different reasons. Like if if you watch the first one, like they share a lot of same of same stuff. But if you, it's not the same like storyline type thing. I mean, you're for yeah. one, you're on, you're on Earth. You're not on Mars. So you know they don't have space travel. So it, it, I, I look at it as a different movie that shares some of the same, the same. Uh, well, that's why it shouldn't have been called. It shouldn't have been called Total Recall. Probably not, but they they sort of bastardized the same premise. But if it, if if it's just as a standalone movie, if you haven't seen the original Total Recall, then it's probably a decent movie. At least I enjoyed it. Anyway. No, I mean the for, for if if you like I said if you. Don't if they hadn't called it Total Recall, it would have been a more enjoyable movie. Yeah, but they couldn't if call they it anything else because it's it, it it borrowed so many things from Total Recall. 
well, right. it's based on a Philip K. Dick novel, right? Like yeah. that's just it. It's it, they're they're both based on uh, we'll remember remember it whole sale, yeah, right, which is all about the memory implants and stuff. <laughs> so they could have called it that and changed enough stuff because also the problem is in total the new Total Recall they try to do callbacks to the first one, yeah. which in my mind they shouldn't have. Like they they shouldn't have done any callbacks to the first movie, just call it something a little bit different. You know, memory yeah. memory wholesale or something else like that, and just yeah, but people that aspect, would have been like, well, this is total recall, but blah 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 blah. They would have got you know, they could have t- did that. So I guess they tried to do a remake. Either way, it doesn't matter. I enjoyed both of them. Whatever. Uh, I also decided to watch a lot of Monty Python stuff, just because I was bored. And now somehow it's bleeded over to my YouTube algorithm <laughs> <laughs> so i think actually i think I, I watched something on youtube and that it was uh somebody doing a reaction video to um biggest dickus from uh, oh yes from yes Five. yes and as soon as i saw that I'm like i should watch that movie again so i went to netflix just to do a search to see if it was there and yeah sure enough it's there and so is uh holy grail and and all the other stuff. And I was like, well, you know, I, I remember years ago I watched Life of Brian and I didn't really enjoy it. I guess because I didn't really, you know, I didn't didn't really appreciate the humor. So yeah. I watched it again and it was a lot more enjoyable now than when I was younger. Because, you know, well, just, you understand where the, you understand where the jokes I, are coming from now, right? I guess, Yeah, I guess so. Anyway, so I enjoyed it a lot more. And I was like, this movie is so fucked. Just, <laughs> but I mean, let, let's face it, biggest, biggest, biggest dick is still hilarious. Well, yes, a hun- yes, it is. But still, well, it was, just, it was a strange, a strange movie when I watched it again. I'm like, well, this is definitely the most. why they were, <laughs> But you know why he was going up to the the guards and kept saying biggest dickus? <clears throat> because those guys were were extras, and they were told if they laugh, they'll be fired on the spot and sent out. <laughs> So they're doing well, it on that's purpose. Exactly what they wanted, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so they, they're trying to make the guys not laugh. You know, they told them, "Don't laugh, or you'll be fired." And then, of course, they're they're on purpose to say this to make them laugh. So that's why the guys are having this look of like, "Shit, I don't want to laugh," because they're really afraid that, "Oh shit, I'm gonna be fired," not knowing that was the whole reason behind yeah. it. Oh, that's good. I didn't know that. That that makes it that makes it a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Anyway, um, I've also uh, I started watching the last season of Peaky Blinders. I'm about mm-hmm. I'm about halfway through it, and that show is I really I can't I really enjoy it, but it's hard to watch sometimes. And it, uh, some of it's really dark and brutal. Yeah, it, it is. But you know what? I think a lot of it is very factual. You know. Mm-hmm. It's not. I. I think that's how some of well, these people really are. You know, or were. Well, yes. Were, yes, they were. Um, like I've always liked British gangster stuff, as opposed to the American ones. Yeah. Because it's just more, like it's more grimy, gritty, and brutal. I will admit, I like I like the previous season where they uh, they brought in some Italian gangsters from was it New York or Boston? I think it was New York. Uh, Chicago. New York. Chicago. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. It was one. Of, it was one of those ones. Anyway, and I I I thought that was really well done, like how they how they managed to do it, and then 
how he totally. managed to solve the issue in the end by basically he's like oh well i called back and since you've been here with your on your vendetta or whatever <clears throat> well you got replaced back home so <laughs> all your guys don't yeah. work for you anymore <laughs> and i was like damn <laughs> I was sneaky. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you might like Boardwalk then, Paul. Uh, I'm not. Boardwalk no, Empire. Uh, I, like I said, I, I'm really more into the British stuff like you. I find they do it a lot better. I'm not so much into, into like American gangster stuff as much. I tend to think they do a little. They, they overdo it a bit. Uh, and it just doesn't capture my attention as much. Um, now, uh, I last night I finally got around to it with my mother. We watched the the new Spider-Man No Way Home, I guess it is. And yeah, No Way uh, Home, yep. Finally I got around to watching it. And uh I'm not sure how I felt about that movie. To be really? honest with you. What part? I liked the it. The whole thing. Uh, I I will admit after Endgame, I really lost a lot of my interest in the franchise. Um Okay. I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly why I didn't. I guess I just didn't like the, some of the directions and the way they took the characters. Um, I never, I never thought I was like a super fan of Iron Man or Captain America or Black Widow or anything. But it just feels without them there, there's something missing. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure why. I don't have any one specific hero that I like. Really, really like. But, uh, I, I see. I liked it. I, I thought it did a good job of showing uh, Peter Parker three, um, his his teenage, like how he is as a teenager and not understanding. Like, I mean, again though, because they keep redoing the same thing. It's like they don't let him grow. Like they grow in one movie, but then they go to the next movie, and it's like, yeah. well, but he already learned that. He already learned the rest, lesson of responsibility. Like. I'm sorry, if you've not seen some of the other movies, he learned about responsibility. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. But anyways, yeah. they did tie in, uh, I thought they did tie in well to Far From Home, where the ending where, you know, they get his name ah. is out in public, and, and showing that reaction. I liked that. Mm. I, I really liked, I really liked the way they tied in the three different, like, previous franchises yeah. as well. Since they're talking about the Multiverse yes. of Madness, it made sense to kind of tie in all three of the franchises. And I loved seeing the old actors come back and kind of play those roles again. And well, their, their interaction was really nice. Yes, that was really good. Also showing that even though they're separate universes and separate people, there's a lot of similarities. Like, you know, there's still Spider-Man in the end is still Spider-Man for these reasons, right? Um, yeah. I mean, my favorite one is, in case, spoilers for people who haven't seen it yet, it's just how they all talk about who says to them with great responsibility or sorry, with <laughs> yeah, great power comes, you know, mm. and it's like, it's really like watching them like, yeah, I know that one. I've said that one. I've heard that one too. Wait, what? 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 Well, yeah, My they, they, they just sort of made it as like, in all the universes, this is like the most important thing. That, that was basically mm. what they did. They, they took that phrase what? and it and locked it as, um, my favorite it's part one thing when, that they uh, definitely all have in common, short of their name. Yes. Well, you know? my favorite interaction was when uh, Andrew Garfield is asking Tom Holland, oh, so you've got some web fluid and all that? And there's Tobey Maguire going, what? 
What do you mean web yeah. fluid? What, what are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> like, it's like, it just, it, it comes from, it comes from my rest. And the other guys are all like really disturbed. It's like, ew. Does, does it come, also, does like, it come yeah. from anywhere else? I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you're definitely a teen. You know, and like I said, it shows like the first interaction because, okay, again, it's in the trailers. I know, Dev, you don't watch trailers, but other people do. Where Peter Parker is immature, and, you know, he's like, I'm trying to hide the fact that people now know who I am. But wait, I want this person to know who I am. And wait, I want yeah. this person to know who I am. And wait, and Doctor Strange is like, don't fuck up the spell. Like, <laughs> I'm in mid-cast. <laughs> don't fuck this up. Um, Four I actually times. Also like the, Five like, times. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I also like how they brought the villain. Like, I did like the how they brought the villains back. Yeah. Um, Sandman, I wasn't too sure why he became the way he did. Yeah. Right, because it's like he never was like in the in the movies. He wasn't really a bad guy, right? He just got yeah. stuck in a bad situation. But I also like how it's like. So I fell into a part of this. Well, I fell in, I fell into this. Oh, so I guess falling into things is a bad idea. I, I do but, like how they, they redeem Doc Ock, though. Spoiler alert. Yes. <laughs> I like, and I like how that persisted. Even though, like, in the first, in the, the original movie, like, the, the chip got fried. And here you've got yes. Electro zapping him left, right, and center. And I'm like, I'm like, we're not regressing here, are we? And like, but no, the entire time he stayed, he stayed redeemed. And I was, I, I really did, liked yes. that aspect of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I said because uh, there's a lot of good lines, you know, like especially near the end is like you know it's like we're going Peter one, you said Peter yeah but who's Peter I'm Peter you're Peter okay you're Peter one you're Peter two. <laughs> yeah I do I do I do like their um their their, like, their, their interaction was really well done yeah. and yeah. I like so I like I, I've got a, I'm was... in the Avengers who who. <laughs> Avengers. Yeah, it's like you don't have. Is that a rock band? Is that a rock band? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like I liked. I liked how how he's like. I always wanted brothers, you know. And they yeah. they have this they have this connection. And I I thought the play or like the 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 chat between um, uh, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire there when it's like cracking his back and stuff. I thought I was oh, like yeah. I'm like I'm like that's that's really. It I I kind of. I liked that little bit, you know. It's like well, it wasn't all about Tom totally Holland's character. You know, they had their they no. had their section too. Yeah. You know? Yes, and I do like how Tobey Maguire because he's the oldest. He's he's like the more mature, you know, grounded uh, Spider-Man. You yeah. know. And it's like so, like the yeah, difference between the ages was also nicely done, right? Where it's Tobey Maguire is more like, okay, this is how things are. Just relax, you know, don't worry about it. It's okay. You know, and also. Toby, uh, sorry, Andrew Garfield's guilt was yeah. well done as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, and his redemption. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was. Yes. It was also. It was also the um, when they first, all three of them first met up on the roof, and they start talking, yeah. and, and how they explained how dark they had ended up becoming. Mm -hmm. You know, and they didn't want him to. To be like that. Yeah, and love like that. Kind yeah. of, kind of go like that i mean it sort of happened a little bit and it would have happened if toby mcguire had stepped in but yes you know it's just sort of um i 
I found that to be kind of interesting because that that's what they were they were talking about what happened to them after the the stuff in the movies. So this is all the stuff that you don't see, but this is just sort of what they tell you happened to them yep. after the fact. After and I and yeah. I found that to be very very interesting, and it it felt the most it that that scene felt like th them describing what they became after the movie seemed the most real mm -hmm. of everything so yeah i just i thought that was really interesting and i, I quite i quite enjoyed that part anyway so overall you did like the movie i did like the movie yes um i was i was sad by the end how everybody like including mj and ned all forgot him like yeah. entirely not just like well again oh, we don't, we don't know your spoiler. Spoiler. They, they literally don't know you exist hey spoilers yeah. like that's already spoiler. <laughs> that's that's the most important part of that movie yeah i know it's at the end <laughs> we've already said spoiler alerts so anyway moving on i'm but by to be honest with you by now if you haven't seen spider-man too bad you can get spoiled um <laughs> <laughs> um I have my next the next movie I'm gonna watch probably I was gonna watch it sometime this weekend I think is the Doctor Strange movie. So yeah, I've wanted to watch it, but you I wanted to watch Spider Man first. And I know you I, you didn't I watched them too. I know you, you didn't, didn't have to. But I'm I'm trying to watch just, the entire you, thing in order. So, well, uh, I'd recommend I'd recommend you, you watch One Division. Yeah. I watched One Division months. Yeah. I okay, because that, that one's more important than. No, no, no way home. No, I know that. It's just that they referenced they 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 kind of referenced the start of the bad shit. Right? Oh, they they do, but like I said, the more important ones I've watched is One Division. Yeah, no, I I've I, I've already seen One Division, and I thought it was really well done. I didn't like it, like I didn't like the premise of it when it first dropped, but I did watch it just to say that yeah. I watched it, and I actually rather enjoyed it. So there you go. I have seen I have seen all of that. So um, okay. And uh, I wanted to watch Spider-Man first because I did know Doctor Strange was in it, and I figured that there might be something involved. Pre, pre to you know, there's things that happen in that movie that indirectly cause the next Doctor Strange movie. So I wanted to, I just wanted to watch it just for the sake of watching it. Okay. So I'm gonna watch Doctor Strange sometime this weekend, probably. It's actually not bad. I mean, again, it's not. Well, is um, it? Is it is like really horror? Like I've seen like little no, clips on YouTube no. here and there that I've well, tried to. It, it's horror Part... the same way that uh, Army or uh, Evil Dead was kind of horror. I mean, it. Oh, okay. there, there's there's a comedy it, horror. It's not. It isn't a comedy. Yeah, I mean, it's still Marvel. It's still Marvel, right? There's still yeah. comedy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was just I was just um, kind of concerned, like how dark was it going to be? You know, it, it, I, I, I'm Marvel's assuming it's darker. No, but yeah, but Marvel's never going to go really dark. I mean, okay. they had. Remember when the New Mutants trailer first dropped? They tried to make it like a horror movie, and I'm sorry, they they, they could have gone through with it, but even then, they didn't go that far. Yeah, but that was Marvel wild. and Dis. Sorry, Dis. Yes, but I'm saying Disney is is going to be nowhere near going dark like that. Yeah, which is interesting considering they're picking up the Punisher and Daredevil again. But that's strange. That was another thing. I was really. I was really stoked when uh, when Daredevil showed up in Spider-Man. I'm a really good lawyer. Yeah, really good lawyer. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, I, when he showed up on the screen, I was like, yes. And my mother just looked up 
and she's like, what? And I'm like, like, <laughs> okay, because I mean, if you again, if you've been living under a rock, you won't know the thing, but it's been on YouTube everywhere. You know, Charlie Cox is there, and then the rock gets thrown through, and he catches it before Spider Man does, and it's like, I'm a really good lawyer. <laughs> what is that gonna do with catching a rock for that you can hit? You're blind. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was I, so perfect. I just I liked it because I think it's the is it this is that the first time. One of those characters has shown up in the actual movies. Uh, uh, yes. In the movies, yes. Yeah. Well, yes, that if that, you look that, at Hawkeye, the Hawkeye TV series, did it first with Kingpin. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yes, Kingpin. That's right. Yeah, but that's not the actual movies, though. No, but it is no, still the MCU. It 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 is officially yes. ties into the movie MCU, right? I guess. Yes. Yes, that's true. Yeah. But this is also the. And that that excited me when I watched Hawkeye when I saw that because mm-hmm. that guy just played an incredible. Um, oh, yeah. Vincent D'Onofrio was a great guy for that. And he is great. He is the best kingpin they've ever had portray that role. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, he's a great villain, right? He does yeah. the villain really well because, like, well, it, it also if you get a chance to develop the character, it helps. But yeah. you know, we have seen Charlie Cox is great, especially now that they've announced that you know they're going to be doing a new Daredevil. Mm-hmm. And that uh, more than likely. Yeah. Yeah. Spider Man and Daredevil are grounding the street level MCU. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but again, going back to the horror in uh, Doctor Strange, there's a bit of it there, but it's not too much. No. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but it does it does go into the other dimensions that are out there, and of course, yeah. The well, I, there's there is also tie over to the what if stuff. Yes. That, yes. Exactly. And, and I'm happy I watched all of that. My my uh, brother-in-law made me do it, and I enjoyed it. But I was like, I'm like, well, okay, this is just side stuff. It's not going to be. And then and then I started watching some of the Doctor Strange stuff or or some of the previews for it, and I'm like, I recognize those characters from the What If stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm yes. like, I'm well, like, that's, I'm like, that's, that's, that's Mar- you know. Well, because Marvel realized, hey, we've got now that they've introduced the multi-universe multiverse they've yeah. got so many different titles they can pull off of everywhere they, right yeah they, they can uh, even, and this is why I, you've seen all the tv shows and couldn't they they can also pull in the x-men too i believe right yes they can well that's yeah. that's the whole that's where a lot of fan theories are coming in and if you ever uh, watch uh, nando the movies uh, i recommend checking him out mm. he does a great way of how they can bring in the x-men into uh, Marvel through uh, Doctor Strange and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because also because I knew there was a crossover with I knew there was a crossover with um, uh, X Men and Spider Man um, in the animated stuff years ago because I watched it. Well, so, well, you know, but the animated stuff there there was crossovers all over the place. But well, yeah. hold on, here, here's here's a spoiler. The X Men. Yeah, here here's a spoiler. Multiverse of Madness has a tie into the X Men. Yeah, I know I'll, that. I'll just leave it at there, that. There's Professor yeah. X and I saw. I know okay, that. spoiler! Jesus Christ! Do you people not <laughs> understand Christ. how spoilers work? I oh, say I'm sorry. Things. All I see is a wheelchair with an X on it, and I hear Patrick Stewart's voice. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was in a preview that I saw. I've never seen the movie, okay. and I already knew about this, so it's not like it's a spoiler. So, so anyways, yes, that's how they can tie in um, the thing, and I reckon again. Uh, we should when we put it in there. We should put a link to Nando V movies because he does a good I, I one. Will, I, I'm not linking to another person who's more popular than us. He can link to us. 
you go you go on his show and then you promote OOTB and then I'll put a link, okay? Okay, okay, okay. I'll do that. I'll do that. Anyway, so carry on with my list. We're getting sidetracked here. Um She Hulk. I'm not entirely interested in it, to be honest. But um, I am interested to see that the actress they chose is the same as was in Orphan Black. Yeah. And she was yeah. amazing in that. She's Canadian, I'm too. Uh, but she's amazing in, uh, in that. So I'm assuming it's probably going to be good. So I it's might. Hard to tell. Hard to tell because there's only one episode so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it um, depends if, you know, are, are they pushing, the, as someone says, the message or not in it? It's hard to tell. Yeah. Um, I did ask, I posted the question in Discord, uh, I think it was yesterday. You were the only one that answered, Pat, as far as I know. Um, and I had asked if anybody had watched the five, I said four, but I realized there's five. Um, I am Groot Shorts. No. I said yes. And you were right, they are, after I, I thought about it, they are targeted towards kids. But I thought they were really good anyway. Well, no, they're still, like I said, they're still, they're still cute. Like I, I enjoyed yeah. them. But you, you can tell they're, they are meant for. And I thought that they were just, I thought they were really good. I'm like, I'm like, I'm happy that they, uh, they did some more with Groot because his character, I mean, it's good. But when you only have one line of dialogue and that's it, mm. entirely. Yeah. Well, no, like I said, uh, it's, it's, they're meant for kids. It's it's meant for kids, yeah. but there's still some good fun stuff in there, right? Yeah. Oh, there's okay. a there's a meme going around uh, that I've seen a few times. Of, uh, I think it's Deadpool asking a question. Uh, so when Groot talks in Spanish, does he say "I am Groot" and mean it in Spanish, or does he say "I am Groot" in Spanish? <laughs> and then uh, you have uh, Chris Pratt's uh, Gar uh, Star Fox. Oh, yellow. Star Lord. Come here. Star oh, yeah, Star Lord. Come here. <laughs> yeah, I got a question. <laughs> I am Groot. <laughs> uh, anyway, and, um, if if, and if he's being, and if he's talking to Yoda, does he say Groot? Am I? <laughs> no, it's Groot. I am. I am. That's probably what it'd be. To anyway. Groot or not to Groot? <laughs> <laughs> um. Now. Gavin, our friend of the podcast, has um, he commented on Prey, which was, uh, I guess, the latest Predator installment. Yeah, correct. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, I haven't seen it. It's on my list. I'm gonna watch it. It's on. Di it's on Disney Plus of all things. Yeah. Um, well, already? Oh, well, that didn't take long. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's it's a right Star now. original, so and they're connected. Anyway, um, and my brother-in-law told me that I need to watch Prey because he says I'll really enjoy it. Now, I can't remember what Gavin said. I think he said it was... What, what did he say? It was sort of like ho-hum, crummy, blah, 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 blah. I'm not sure how impressed he was with it. And Okay, but did he like the Predator? Because the Predator was pretty shit. Uh, I... When I think of the Predator movies, I only think of the original two. Um, Correct. The rest there have, of them there have only ever been two Predator movies. That's right. The rest well, of them apparently Prey is a pretty good it it it's way above all of the more recent ones. As far as Prey? Which isn't hard to do. But she gotta say yeah. Well that, that's do. the thing, like, um I haven't seen it, but I did years and years and years ago, way before I left Calgary, so we're talking like twenty plus years. Um I had I actually still have them. 
there are a set of novels that I've found, and I'm just wondering if this has anything to do with those those novels, where they sort of this girl kind of gets taken in by the predators and trained to be one type thing. I I don't think that, so. I don't think so. No, this, no, no. I'm pretty sure this is just the predators have come to you know pre-Columbian Native America. I think I think uh, it's post-Columbian. No, it's like, I don't, I don't know anything about this. It's, it's, 1700s, okay. 1700s, yes. Okay, well then this movie's probably going to be different than what I'm expecting. Anyway, um, yeah, I, so it's on my list. I'm going to watch it at some point here. But uh, that being I will said, but that being said, you're right. There were only two movies, <clears throat> as far as I'm concerned. The rest of them are well, same as like the Star Wars. There's only been three movies in Star Wars. Correct. <laughs> so we're still doing half an hour. I agree, per person. I agree to disagree. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, moving on to actual video games. Um, I've well, there's, only, a lot there's of... only one game that you've actually played, right? No, no, no. no, no I he's a um, the one I've been focusing on strongly, Dev can relate, or not relate, but he can. He knows, um, is Grounded. Uh, I don't know if you know too much about the said game. Nope. Um, honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Basically, it's Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, yes. Um, I didn't survive. Uh, yes. Anyway, so we're a bunch of we're like four youths, probably I don't know, twelve. I wouldn't. Did I wouldn't you say guess. youths? Youths. <laughs> What's a youth? What's sorry. <laughs> what are you? Thank you. <laughs> oh, youths. Sorry, youths. Young, no, no, young you, adult. You said, it, you said it right. Yeah, Dory. You, 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 you said it right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, my cousin Vinny. They got. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um. So. Yeah, you, it's Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, basically. But surprisingly, I, I wasn't interested in it originally. I'd, I've seen it streamed a few times, but I was like, eh, this whatever. But Nick got a sort of, oh, it looks really neat. So I was like, fine, whatever, I'll buy it. And I, I bought it and I started playing it and suddenly it became very addictive. I don't know why, because it's sort of, it's hitting my building likes in a game. Mm. I like I like building bases and stuff. It just seems mm. to be my. What did you do in Valheim? Valheim, you're the you're. Oh, I did it in Valheim. I wouldn't. I wanted to do it in Conan, but it's not as Conan wasn't as uh, building friendly. I, I the the problem with Conan, I think, was um, Nick because he has so much free time. He just basically did everything for us, and there wasn't anything yeah. left to do. That was that was the That's issue true. I had with with. Um, with Conan. Yeah, it's like here, have this kit, have this, have this. Yeah. Well, I will, uh, I will admit, he's sort of honest, done, that's he's done the same. Why I've not been gravitating towards No Man's Land quite as much because uh, I was starting to learn the basics of building a base, and he said, "Hey, come here, I'll give you a freighter." And now the game <laughs> wanted me to focus on the freighter. It's like, well, wait, uh, there's this other stuff I was working on. Now it's I'm past that point. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 part of the thing. It's sort of like you just got to be like, no, I'm just gonna do my own thing. Yeah, I want to learn this instead of being everything handed to me. And I may admit that that he has given a lot of stuff and grounded, but not really. It the way the the progression system works in grounded is sort of like, um, you can unlock everything, but you still have to go get the resources. So you still have to go and do it yourself. Mm -hmm. So things don't just fall into your your uh, your lap. Like yeah, you can you get stuff unlocked, but you still have to go back to that location that you unlocked it to get the materials to then make said item. So, 
even though he's gone and done all of that, a lot of it anyway, we I've still gotten to go and experience all of that stuff myself, you know, with him. Yeah. So I found it, while he is farther ahead in terms of what he's gone and done, he never jumped to the point where it's like, oh, I went and did it when you weren't here, so now you just get to reap the benefits. So... It was fine. I, I found it. I found it fine. And we were going to try to stream it this Tuesday, I think, um, or not Tuesday. Wednesday. We, Wednesday. Wednesday. we are. We have switched to Wednesday. Um, it's a Tuesday night Twitch stream. It's not the Wednesday night Twitch stream. That doesn't it make is, any it sense. It is Wednesday night Twitch stream from now on. Yes, since you, nobody you, else Dev, ever you go to your cheap movie night. Yeah, Dev, you go to your cheap movie night anyway. So yeah, so we're moving it to Wednesdays, which is easier for a bunch of us. <laughs> Anyway, so, no, we're going to do this, like, um, I guess it's like a point defense, turret defense thing. You kind of go to this area, there's a device, and you turn the device on, and then all but you start getting rushed by waves of enemies. So, this morning, Nick, Nick and I started, we picked one of these locations, and we started building a base around the device with turrets and traps and shit. <clears throat> so, we're, we're prepping it for the stream, where we're going to try to... Uh, Try to do yeah, it. Yeah, we're, we don't know how... Apparently this is the easiest one. So, there's multiples. So, I don't know what to expect. And Nick and I are like... We we put like four turrets in. We're going to get a shit ton of ammo. We put traps everywhere. And frankly, we may have overdone this terribly. Because we don't know what's going to happen. But we figure more is better than less. In more terms is more. Of yeah, so we may we may laugh at how diff not difficult this is going to be when we actually get there, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, the other game I've sort of been focused on is Alien Fireteam, and I'm sure Pat will agree with that. The okay. uh, the new expansion for it or DLC or whatever is both was it the 29th? Yes, Gavin would know. Um, the 29th, which conveniently I have off. Aha. I booked that day off work. Not not for the game, say. It just happens. To <laughs> sure, just sure, happens. sure. Oh, I have, sure, I have doctor's sure. appointments on the 29th. Anyway, uh, um, uh, it just happens to be convenient that that's also when the game drops. <laughs> yeah. So now I, I know what my afternoon's going to entail on the 29th. Um, and in fact, once we're done this recording, we may go and play some of that. So, yay. Uh, that's just the video games. I've also sort of been farting around with um, Star Wars Fallen Jedi or Jedi Fallen Order. I There's a lot more to that game than I thought there was. Um, it's a lot longer than I expected. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I mean, like, I haven't gotten very far, apparently. <laughs> I thought I was really far into it, but then you watch random videos on YouTube and you realize, no... I'm maybe a quarter of the way through that game, and it felt like I was, like, most of the way through that game. So, yeah, I'm interested to see where that goes. I haven't played it in a couple of weeks, but I will get back to it at some point. Um, and then to back to role-playing, uh, we've got the our Star Wars game with uh, Dev and Gavin, Gavin's wife, and Nick. And we've actually been playing it somewhat regularly. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm happy you finally threw me a bone. Oh, you uh, like that? Uh, yes, I'm quite, I'm quite pleased that 
Explain. Max explain. The the whole event the whole last adventure basically was purely for Paul. Yes. Um, because I've chosen to be the only force user in as, the group. As he always does. Not always. Sometimes. I wanted to play something different. The last two sessions, yes. They're the last two times we've played Games. this game, yes. Because um, I've never really done it before and I wanted to. And this this time I, I'm really going stronger into the whole Jedi thing than mm -hmm. I did the previous time. And Dev threw me the bone finally and gave me a way of becoming trained and building a lightsaber and all that jazz. Ooh, there we go. So, yes, and I, I mean it. Ha whenever there's a force user in the game, this sort of this this kind of scenario hat usually is given at some point. Well, otherwise it's, the Jedi guy's pretty useless. I'm oh boy, was my use? <laughs> I've already no, lost the game mean, because I can't do anything else. I go, in and, I go in and get a, a limb lopped off. That seems to be my, my go-to. I think <laughs> that was taking pity on me. <laughs> I, I wasn't. I wasn't pulling any punches. Everything. The thing about the, that game is everything's done out in the open. There's no hidden rolls. There's no fudging stuff. It's like, hey, nope. you happen to get a crit that, that involved your losing a limb. Yeah. And then I realized after the fact that I had stim packs and I should have used them. <laughs> 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 I wouldn't have lost the damn limb. <laughs> so... Yeah, because the only reason I rolled that crit was because I dropped below my threshold. Mm -hmm. And if I had used yeah. a stim pack, I wouldn't have dropped below the threshold. Anyway, beside the point. <clears throat> Although, I will admit, last game, um, I got killed again. Uh, injured. But not, injured. But not by the enemies. <laughs> <clears throat> no. I, was, uh, I wasn't playing. I don't see how that could have happened. <clears throat> uh, mm. Let's just say firing into melee combat as a range character, as a range god, is not mm -hmm. necessarily a great idea. Especially when the uh, guy you're shooting at is on the ground and prone and unable to do anything. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, it's not as bad as uh, being in a TIE fighter in an enclosed hangar. <laughs> <that's> being... <laughs> I don't know. Six chance of blowing everybody up. Oh, look at that. Yeah, that, that, that really was something else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, so am I am I a little bit bitter that um, I got killed by a teammate when it wasn't necessary? Yes. Well, obviously you're not killed. You were injured. Oh, it was pretty bad. <laughs> it, it, it actually, it actually alive, was. It actually was pretty bad. It's still a lot. It would have been ironic yeah. had you actually really died just as you unlocked a uh, a, a mentor. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I got a mentor. Oh crap! I'm dead. Yeah, no, it was, it was, it was just terrible. But the end, the end, in the end, it all worked out. <laughs> even though oh, I'm probably you're... not, even though I'm probably not gonna let Jess forget it. <laughs> just, just, like, remember that time? Well, well, no. The 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 most ironic part about this is that there's the what the um uh uh what's it called? duty and obligation mm -hmm. in the game yes and her was it does she have duty because she's a uh, she's playing from the rebellion and stuff uh yeah she she's playing as a soldier okay. so she has a duty mechanic well although yeah, so, really we've we've incorporated it more as an obligation so her obligation yeah. is to look after crew members yes and to do everything she can to keep us alive to protect us yes by inadvertently killing <laughs> so she 
epically failed her duty as far as I was concerned. True. <laughs> like, I know the intent was there, but it wasn't necessary if she'd analyzed the situation. I'm the standing guy over the guy... I'm standing over the guy who's prone, who doesn't have a weapon in his hand, because he's focused on this force ritual. I have like, a lightsaber in my hand, above him, ready to strike him, and she decides to shoot him. When she does, like, 24 points of damage with her stupid gun. And she gets a crit <laughs> and, critical. Like, she gets and a she triumph. Got a critical. And they tr and, and they, uh, um, uh, despair. despair at the same time. Mm -hmm, on the mm -hmm. same roll. It yes. was awesome. And, of course, well, she's firing into melee, so yep. despair. Yep. You, you hit, you hit the guy. Yeah. So she hit me with this, and I'm like, you didn't need to shoot him! <laughs> Actually, like, it, it wasn't that she shot you. It's she shot him, she happened to kill him, but and the killing him also ended up triggering an explosion, which then uh, almost yeah, killed you. But ultimately, she didn't need to, because on the next turn, I would have done it. Correct. <laughs> and it wasn't necessary. Plus, there were other targets available. That's the thing. Like, she had other options. She chose to do that on the guy that the least threat in the entire thing she chose to take him out instead of the other stuff you know hey, and that that's what all, and that's, in all fairness her body. skill is really good her skill is really good so, oh yeah she's amazing like, oh no she is 100 percent. it's the, just that the the thought process <laughs> is what drives me nuts i'm like the 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 least threatening target is the um, one that okay, you decide to go for? <laughs> it, is, that any, is that any worse than, say, in an enclosed uh, hallway, oh. one of your teammates pulling out a flamethrower and starting to torch the enemy? Well, I'm happy How I don't that? have a flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, Dev, so, in, uh, in, in, alien, in the Alien RPG? Mm -hmm. Which is yeah. what my next topic of movement is, so let's just go straight to it. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm running that again tonight. Dev, you're going to join. Yep. But last time, they were fighting people... And Gavin was like, oh, time. shit, it was, first, it was our first session, wasn't it? Nope. Uh, it was no, it was the last one. Session. Okay. It was the last one. Where it was a small hallway. To be honest Gavin with you, you might have happened in both sessions. <laughs> yes, Gavin likes to go into a flamethrower, but it's a small enclosed area, and he's like, oh, I'm going to flamethrower the guy in front of me. <laughs> um, okay, but it's the flamethrower, which, like, it's going to spread. That's okay. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, he obviously oh, made the right choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It wasn't me. I remember, I was hiding in the back because I'm the sniper. <laughs> I don't no, need no, to be in the front. front. No, yeah, but in this case, you were up front. No, no. In this one, everyone's up front. There was one before. Damage. No, because you you were lucky to avoid it. But in this one, the, oh. you were talking about the one before. In this one, you guys are all in the hallway at a, a junction, a four-way yeah, junction. I remember the junction, but I you don't were, remember. I don't did remember it. taking any damage there. No, you didn't. You're lucky. Patrick, however, was not so lucky. No. He, he, he failed his, I'm going to dodge out of the way of the... Oh, Jesus, I'm on fire! Oh, was, was it Gavin that was firing the flamethrower? Yes. yes. Oh, okay, that explains it then. For some reason, I thought it was Pat yeah. that was doing the flamethrower. No, Pat took all the damage. No, that's 100% accurate, yes. I remember that. <laughs> well, Jess was, Jess was tempted to drop a grenade to start with. I'm like, uh, tunnel, <laughs> closed hallway. I don't know if a grenade's a good, good choice here. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will admit, um, a lot of our decisions aren't that smart. Questionable? <laughs> well, well, the thing is with, okay, so the alien role-playing game is based around horror and fear. 
So stress is a very big thing. So the more stress people get, the more on edge they are. And then if you're all together in a close area and one of your partners breaks, that means everyone else gets to do an automatic panic roll, mm -hmm. even if you weren't stressed out. <laughs> so this time they've been lucky. The time before that was funny because we had people running away, people running in to go kill people on hand to hand because they're just, it's just like all over the place. It was like so much for unit cohesion. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was it was bad. <laughs> Paul found the way around it, though. He took yes. uh, well, you know, he called edge advantage, whatever you want to call it, quirk or whatever, all the different games kind of thing. But basically, he has a thing. If he shoot, he he does a killing blow to someone, he gets stressed back. Yes. So basically, and he's a cold-blooded psychopath. One hundred percent. And I'm the sniper. What... So I do extremely high DPS. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I'm pretty much guaranteed to kill most most times. So it's sort of like I'm Jess's character in Alien. Nice. Basically, basically. So, uh, yeah. So I, I I think that entire last that last game I didn't have any stress through the entire thing. No. And I, I think went, that, I think that's down. only because went nobody down. went down. Right. Nobody yes. went down. No so I never down. had. Yeah, and it, I close. think you 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 were like, no, you take a stress, and I was like, why? And you're like, you take a stress. I'm like, fine. So I took the stress. Well, it's rolled, rolled my next roll, killed the guy, took the stress away. <laughs> well, it's because the mission you're on was a, not a normal mission. That's why you guys were stressed out. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, but yeah. So sorry, Paul. Let you continue so you can finish off. No, we, I was I was moving us to Colonial Marines, so this is fine. Yeah. So we're playing that. We're play. playing the entire team. And that's why we were, yeah, we were playing some fire team to get ourselves in the mood, as it were. So, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. I took almost as long as everyone else. Yay! Yay! Yeah, I'll, I think maybe even longer. <laughs> for the first yeah, for the first time in like two years. <laughs> Paul, just when I was depending uh, on you to be super, super short. <laughs> All right, Paul. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll be short. Uh, yeah, trust me, I'll be short. Okay. Well, that case, so, we should leave you for last. Really oh, true you. I'm going to go in. I'm taking command. You like to go last and always down. Go ahead. You can, you can mute him, too, right? It's uh, <laughs> true. I do have the power. Uh, so besides that, um, so everyone knows I like Savage Worlds, but there's the Pinnacle game came out first, and uh, Eric and Waterloo and I sort of playing a game again called, because we've been watching The Boys, and we watched Boys uh, Season 3, which, as everyone knows, is a very gritty, uh, gritty superhero TV show. But most of the heroes there don't have lots of superpowers, right? I mean, some do, but overall they're not, like, Superman except for one. It's, you know, like, yeah, I have light powers, I have fish powers, stuff like that. So there's this game called Brave New World. Uh, so follow through this. There's a big incident that happens with superheroes. City gets... Poorly destroyed, the government pushes in place quick registration powers to grab up all heroes, or, you know, people with powers, calling them terrorists, build a special prison for them, and lock them up. Does that sound familiar to anyone for recent history, say? I've, I've never seen a plot line like that, no. This was written in 1999, so before the World Trade, before 9-11. It was written two years before. It was like, wow, that's really scary. Um, so we've been playing that. It's, it's this is low-level uh, hero stuff. Like, 
unlike Marvel and that thugs can actually with guns can hurt you as I found out <laughs> when you're there's only two of you and one's an NPC it gets tough but it's it's a very good game but it's based on the old pinnacle system which just uses d6s and there's a target number of five so you have you roll how many d6s you have you add your skill if you get a five you succeed every other five helps out do special stuff so it's been a lot of fun uh, we got into that one uh, there's also the Conan game we've been playing which is really fun because it uses stuff called uh, momentum dice. It's it's based on 2d20 system, which all you ever roll is 2d20, except if you have special perks or other stuff that lets you do more. But if you do success more than you need, you get what they call momentum dice, which you get to use for a whole bunch of other stuff. So those are two fun systems. Um, and like I said, doing the role-playing tonight for Aliens. The only movie I want to talk about that I saw, besides all the other ones, is I rewatch Vampires, John Carpenter's Vampires, with John James Woods. Oh, yeah. I forgot how cheesy that was. <laughs> okay, so I have a story about John Co John Carpenter's Vampires. Um, when I was um, going to my my tech school uh, to learn about computers and so forth, um, I was friends with a, a couple of girls who uh, their part time job was working at a movie theater. So they would often have staff screenings for movies, and they would just invite me to come along and, and join them for free. So yeah. I got invited to watch John Carpenter's Vampires. Uh, we went drinking before the, the show. So because we used to get together Fridays after after school and just go out and have drinks together. So we got loaded, went to see that movie, saw it for free, and I still wanted my money back. That's how much I hated that movie. It was such a terrible, <laughs> really? terrible, terrible movie. Oh, man, it's so campy, though. Yeah, I hated it. Anyway, carry on. No, so, uh, and also with Gavin watched uh, Hell Comes to Frog Town with uh, Roddy Roddy Piper mm -hmm. back in the days when he was doing movies. <laughs> and uh, it was a cheese again cheesy. But then also we watched Night of the Comet, which was just a very boring, very dumb movie. Uh, but that's it for me. I mean, I have other stuff, but I just want to keep it short because we've already gone in for two hours now. So wow, I am but, uh, shocked that yours is that that short. Mine's going to be enormously long I'm as doing well. It. So, and that case, I'm going to get another beer and you know that. Okay, so um, I'm going to start with. What am I going to start with? Uh, let's start with like TV shows and movies. Uh, let's start with movies. Um, I, I've actually seen a couple of movies in the past uh, uh, recent. Um, like maybe past couple of days, maybe this uh, the last week, say. Um, the first one I want to talk about is called The Contractor. Uh, this is on Amazon Prime. It's got Chris Pine? One, one of the Chris's. The one who plays um, um, Wait, not, Kirk. Not the gray man. That's uh, Chris Pine. It, yeah. Chris Pine. Yeah, it's, I think it's Chris Pine. Uh, no, it's called The Contractor, and it's a, basically about a U.S. Marine who gets injured, his knee is, um, is fucked up, and so uh, as part of his recovery, he's taking some illegal drugs in order to get back into... Oh, sorry, he's not a Marine, he's a Special Forces um, uh, operator. Anyway, he's trying to get back onto the team, so he's he does some shenanigans in order to, to help his knee rehab fast, and he gets caught and basically drummed out of the service. Uh, he's not dishonorably discharged, he's still honorably discharged, but still he's um, he's forced to retire. And now he's you know looking for a purpose, and he hooks up with an old buddy of his 
who uh, says, you know, we're do I'm doing some work for this guy as a private contractor doing that sort of same kind of stuff. And so he gets embroiled in this and of course everything goes sour. And and it's it's him trying to, first of all, get back home and then um, basically take out revenge. Really, really good movie. I very much enjoyed that one. Uh, the other one I want to talk about is a super weird um, vampire movie called uh, uh, Day Shift. This one's got Jamie Foxx oh, yeah. as a vampire hunter um, who apparently in this world vampires are not only real, but there's actually like a guild who hunt these vampires. And, you know, the guild has all these rules and he refuses to follow those rules. So he, he ends up getting kicked out and goes kind of freelance. So he's trying to find a way to make money as a as a freelance contractor killing vampires and all of a sudden he needs to make a lot of money in a really short amount of time because of family drama so he ends up you know going back to the guild and then he gets hooked up with um uh basically a a bean counter who normally sits behind a desk and who's being forced out into the field to kind of look after this guy as he goes and does his thing to make sure he doesn't break the guild rules because if he does like the, the guy in charge of the guild is basically looking for a way to, to kick him out to make sure he doesn't get paid and uh, and he doesn't um, succeed as a guild hunter. So uh, this this bean counter is basically sent to, to keep an eye on him and the two of them kind of s slowly start becoming friends. It's super funny. Uh, it's a very, very cool vampire movie if you're, if you're into vampire stuff. Uh, continuing with the vampire theme, I also watched a, uh, a show that's on Netflix called uh first kill and this is um it kind of has a lot of everything it's a high school teen drama uh it's a romeo juliet love story because again vampires are real in this world as are all the other monsters and there are a group of monster hunters who basically make it their entire life's mission to hunt to hunt down uh, all these monsters that have been causing issues in the world um, well, of course, they become star-crossed lovers. They, there's the the uh, the young daughter of the vampire team and the young daughter of the hunter team are going to high school together and they fall in love. And so now it's a it's a star-crossed lover story. It is weird, but there's a lot of really cool like kind of world building put into it. Um, unfortunately, it looks like they only ever got one season, and even though it ended in a cliffhanger. The, the show has been canceled, so there will never be a second season. It's unfortunate, but I, I really got a kick out of it. They did they did a pretty cool job with the uh, with the storyline and and the the, the the world building. Um, like I think it was Pat who was talking about it. I also started watching Sandman. Now I have actually uh, never read the comic books, but uh, I did read the first or not read, but listen to the audiobook of the the first two Sandman anthologies that have recently been coming out on Audible. And they were fantastic. And based on what I've seen so far of the show, I haven't finished it. I've only seen, I think, the first two episodes. Uh, based on what I've seen of the show, it, it's following the storyline exactly. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to how that whole season's going to turn out. And I think they've, they're already talking about second seasons coming out soon. Or it's in the process of being released. Uh, so very much looking forward to finishing that. Um, going back to Prime, um, Jen and I have been, we basically spent 
the last month doing nothing but watching The Expanse. Jennifer had never seen it. I finally talked her into giving it a shot because we were looking for like a long-term show to watch. I'm like, listen, there's five seasons. Uh, you you like sci-fi. This is pure science fiction, even though there's a fantastical element to it. The actual science in it is like real science. It's not like space opera. And we just absolutely adored that show. And, and it took a it took a while, but we managed to get through all five seasons of that. It's and the, really well done. It's it's probably the best science fiction show I've ever seen. It is. Well, because it's real science. Yeah. Like I said, it's it's not space opera like Star Wars. Right. Exactly. No, they use real they uh, use real physics. Like, yeah. it's like, no, um, space. There is no gravity. There's <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, there's no water. It's also there's no water or air. So, yeah. Yeah. if you don't have those, you're fucked. And and ships aren't fully armored up because <laughs> mass, mass yeah. matters like, mass matters yes yep you know and, yeah. and planning your uh how you're doing your your drive your flight your sir i guess piloting is like okay so we have to go around here use a gravity wheel here to help us get through here exactly. so it cuts out time for this we actually have to turn the ship around to slow down you know <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, and and, and G-Force can kill you. Oh, yeah, and it does. And especially, it's not just the acceleration that kills you, but that, that sudden stop that happens <clears> in, in one episode uh, and the guy basically just explodes from deceleration, that is yeah. probably the most amazing thing I've ever seen, like, science fiction-wise, in a science and fiction brutal, movie. And you, yeah. you're like, oh, okay, he's, oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. So but, I mean, like, just right from the very beginning where you're seeing what happens with a piece of metal you know, shot at high velocity, mm -hmm. when it goes through a ship, what that happens? Like, oops. But but the cool thing about it is, like, you don't get sucked out through the tiny hole that's, that gets made when a bullet no. goes through your ship. And you can you can block it with something as easy as a binder. Because, you know, uh, the atmosphere that's inside the ship, um, it's it's not so great that the, the force of the air rushing out that tiny hole is going to, like, suck or, or overcome the, uh, the elasticity of say your skin so you could actually physically use your hand to stop that hole and stop your air from getting out uh, it'll hurt you it, but and it'll, it'll burst your arm but... no no it won't even do that it'll it'll well, it'll well no because they it'll be you know, like i don't mean for getting sucked through it's because the cold and all that right right so will... exactly so there there will be a a certain amount of damage done to the small section of your skin that's in contact with the vacuum on the outside but it's it's enough that that the surface tension of your skin can actually withstand that so you'll have you know blust yeah. burst blood vessels there'll be a lot of edema um a lot of like swelling and so forth in that's that the area that that is in contact with that vacuum but mm -hmm. your body will survive well, it's also yeah. like I like it for this, the, the science too for medicine. It's mm -hmm. Like, okay, if there's no G, your blood's not pumping around. Like, right. you need right. to it's, grab it. No, no. The problem mask. is it's not draining out, so it pools into the yeah. area and starts exactly. to coagulate in that area. Yeah, and they even talk about that in the show. Was like, without you know, this person with a gunshot wound, like, well, if they don't, we don't get gravity. Mm -hmm. That blood's just gonna like. Stick. We need gravity, or else that well, blood's just gonna was, sit I there. Think was, I think it was partially like it. It, it then causes internal bleeding because. Mm -hmm. It, it doesn't drain out right right from from the wound or whatever so it just pools inside the body and yeah right? um and like i said though because we talked about this before what the funny part is expanse ow, Jesus, ow, fucking lost, ow, Jesus, <laughs> son of a bitch well keep that one <laughs> in, in the uh, <laughs> i mean <laughs> 
neck that hurts. <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, so, Where were you? Apparently, Patrick just okay, just got so, attacked by a wasp. By the way. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm gonna move. So, anyways, <laughs> the funny part about Expanse is well, not funny. It's just Expanse was like they did this as a as a role playing game. Like mm -hmm. they created their own rules and stuff like that, and then they wrote a book. Well, more than one book, yeah. and then it got picked up for the TV series. Which then got turned into a role-playing role game. Yep. <laughs> so, that's, that's what I thought mean, was pretty funny. Like, yep. Yeah. yeah, you know, you know that you uh, that guy in the first season who you kind of don't even remember, and then when you go back and rewatch, like, oh yeah, I remember that guy, and then he kind of dies halfway through the first season. Yeah, that was a character who yeah. left the who left the game, who just he moved away yes. and, and he wasn't able to play they anymore, and he just he was off. killed off. I don't even remember his name. The fake doctor. Yeah, the, 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 the fake doctor. Fake doctor. Yeah, I don't remember. Either. Exactly. If you go he back and doctor. watch the first season, he's he's on the yeah. uh, the the shuttle that leaves the uh, the ice hauler. Well, he's on actually on the he's on the main ship. Yeah, he's he's on the main ship. He goes with them on when when they go in the shuttle to go check out the uh, the derelict um, yeah. space or not space yeah. station the uh, the derelict ship. He's, he, he's with them in the, in the, in the, on the ship. They say, "Oh, you're not a real doctor." They're joking with him, and it turns out, no, he wasn't a real doctor. He did fake. He just sells drugs. Yeah. Oh, okay, interesting. But he gets yeah. it. Where the uh, the first time you see what happens when a piece of metal going at high velocity goes through. A ship. His yeah. head gets taken yeah, off. Yeah, it, it, it goes oh. through him. <laughs> he's he's offering a cigarette to the other guy, and then all of a sudden it's just... Toop. Just covered in mist. Oh, shit! And then his now there's vacuum in the room. Exploded. <laughs> yeah. His head fucking exploded. Anyway. So that was, so, that's kind of what I found interesting about that show, is like when they knew that they were going to go into combat... Yeah, they drained the air. Like, suited up. They're like, they're all suited up. They're like, they're like... We know that the ship's going to get punctured. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we're just going to drain all the air out of it to save time. <laughs> no, no, no. You know? to, to save the air. The whole point is you well, pump the you, you, you pump the air back into the tanks so that when you get yes. when you get hold, you don't lose it. it doesn't there's go no out of space. Air being, there's, yeah, there's no air. There's no being lost. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, it's not going to be doing any havoc inside the ship. Right. Also, any air that's being blown out of a hold in your ship. That will that will affect your trajectory. Sure. Yeah. Well, the other thing too is the other reason they do it is also to make sure there's no fires. Fire. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because fire in space well, is. Uh... Well, unlike Star Trek, their consoles don't explode. If something happens. <laughs> 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 they hit our cells. Why is this console exploding in the bridge? <laughs> Just like what the hell, man? You're the 25th century, and you built a console that. Sparks and explodes as soon as something hits it. Like, hits the ship like, somewhere else. Like, like, well, people are like, well, it's a power surge on a ship this big. Yeah, it can't handle a power surge from the aft end of the ship. Excuse me. What is it? Like my computer ship. I've got a power bar that handles power surges. Yeah. Whatever the entire Enterprise does. Like, what the fuck? Uh, it's less dramatic. <laughs> yeah. We need so, wires yeah, hanging like, from the ceiling. <laughs> So this is what I understand. Like people that say, "Oh, Star Trek's based on science." Like, watch The Expanse, people. You want you want a show based on science? No. The thing watch about the, the, the thing about Star Trek is Star Trek is the fiction portion of science, which then people who love the show turn into reality. Things like iPads, yeah. things like flip phones, those all came because of Star Trek. MRIs. 
yes. and MRIs and all that. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, the thing is, with Star Trek, it's, it's actually a, well, the original series based on a semi-utopia future, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. For mankind. Yeah. Like, you know, we don't don't need jobs anymore. There is no more racism or bigotry or stuff like that. People do what they want to do because they want they're interested. Money. You don't need money. You can yeah, make whereas Babylon nothing. And then you and then you ended up with Babylon Five showing no, no, humanity's still fucked. We're still pieces <laughs> of shit. Well, I like how they right, like, like, if you ever, like if you if you ever dealt with the Ferengis, like mm -hmm. they kept the whole money thing in with that, which I thought was kind yeah. of interesting. But I, I said, because, well, DS9 went, because Babylon 5 was a challenge to Star Trek, so DS9 went more of the, okay, we're not going to do episodic anymore, we're going to have a season that has a plan, and make it dirty. And then Expanse went, hold my drink, hold my beer, I'll show you, I'll show you dirty, I'll yeah, show you really. gritty. <laughs> I think that's one of the cool things about doing shows based on, like, a, a long-running series, novel series, is that most yeah. of that episodic stuff is gone. Right, you're not talking mm -hmm. about episodic anymore. Now you're talking purely about here's an overarching plot line. Sure, each individual episode might have freestanding bits to it, but but there's always yeah. like a story being told, and and everything that happens in the show kind of deals with that central storyline. I mean, there's I can understand from pros and cons from both sides because the episodic is nice because then you can like it doesn't matter which season you watch, whatever sure. you just watch a, a yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, just and throw not it on. Whereas now with the episodic ones, like, I mean, I think we're all fans of, of the the long, like, the storyline being built up over a season. I think we're all fans of it. Mm -hmm. Because then it's like, I, things I, develop, I, I, I go on. I want a show that kind of stands alone, too. So you can sort of drop in at any show. And well, a, yeah. series, a series that did that did that quite well, I found, was, like, Stargate, the, the Stargate series. Yeah. Yes. They, they I mean, had it over, at least they, like, um, maybe not so much the uh, SG-1, but the Atlantis stuff had an over overall plot, and each, indiv each individual episode sort of furthered that plot, but it could you can watch it standalone, and it'd be fine. Mm -hmm. And they did, they, they, they maintained that balance really well. It wasn't until they got to Stargate Universe or whatever that they really went, like, had overall yeah. plot. Because they were so constricted, they constrict themselves way too much in that in that series. And I, all, besides the writer strike, I think that's also what killed that. Well, the well, the thing is, like, I know, like the other shows that are like uh, uh, Expanse and Babylon Five are meant for like they're definitely for streaming, like the binge watch, right? Because you're like you start with one, and you're like, okay, I'm gonna follow through and see what develops, because you know it's gonna develop, right? Whereas Star Trek and and SG-1 are more like, oh, I'm bored. What am I going to watch tonight? Let's watch some Star Trek. Let's watch some, you know, SG-1 because it doesn't matter where I pick it up. I can just grab a season. Like, ah, let's watch season eight these for a while, right? Yeah. So you don't have to, there's no binge watching. You don't have to binge it. But the, the other ones I find you have to, you, it helps to binge because you're like, oh, I know exactly what's going on. Like, Moon Knight, I binge watch that in two days. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. We we kind of got to a we kind of got to a segment three conversation in the middle of segment one. Okay, moving on. We're not even doing yet. Um, another show that uh, I started watching originally with Jen, but I think she has no interest in it. Um, it's a show called Grand Star. This is again on uh, Prime Video. Um, oh, this is the uh, train in the. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not really like a just a solo train, but it's a. There's so, 
something has happened to the world, the climate has changed, and we're now in like a nuclear winter. Uh, everything's frozen outside. Hmm? Snowpiercer. It's, 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 it's not Snowpiercer, but it's kind of loosely the same premise. What's it called? It's called Grand Star. And the interesting thing is it actually has the main character is the main character from the Alex Ryder show, which is also on Amazon Prime, which that, that's how I was first introduced to him. But this is a much earlier role that he did. Uh, basically, it's there's society is left in like these these singular um, underground dwellings. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's a guy in charge of that dwelling and um, he he rules over the people who live there and there are these uh, i guess train tracks that are um, that go out in various paths that people have um these like mini trains like small two car trains that they go out and look for resources look for whatever um look for ancient artifacts that kind of thing and um and so this this kid and his dad are one of these kind of external runners while everyone else kind of stays inside the the uh the facility. Anyway, it's it's a, it's a pretty cool show. It's it's old. So it's back from I think 2010. So it's not uh, very 2008. Oh, 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 08. So it's yeah, it's even further back than that. Um but it's uh it's interesting. It's interesting. So we I, I we started watching that she lost interest um so I've only seen the first two episodes so far but I'm I'm going to continue watching that kind of on my own. And um so the the actual show we currently are watching together is called Upload and this is a a world in which in the near future uh, after you die uh, instead of going into the ground they have the option to extract your memories and and your person and put you into a digital afterlife where you can still interact with people so <laughs> they have like vr suits and and just vr in order to actually come into their world um or if you you can even do full sensory vr suits where you can have you know intimate relations with your loved ones after they have died it's uh it's weird uh but it's cool and it, it kind of opens up the 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 question is this a good idea like like should you like sure everyone loves their loved ones and, and would love to spend time with them even after they died but you know what happens with those people when they're living on in this digital world and you can still interact with them like so it's 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 an interesting premise and uh, and we're enjoying it it's only maybe halfway through the first season so far but again there's an overarching storyline in the background where this guy was trying to this is this is all very commercialized and this one guy was trying to do a free version of the same thing but uh, all of a sudden he mysteriously dies and, and then so that you're they're, they're kind of trying to figure out in the background what that's all about when <clears throat> When you, you you mentioned this, it, it makes me think of a video game called uh, Soma. Okay. S O M A. It was a horror game, but basically, um, it's about this guy who sort of he copies his brain scan or whatever into a computer, and he gets brought back to life, and he's his travels through this um, underwater base or something, okay. trying to escape the planet. It's cool. Apocalyptical or whatever, but. He has to keep moving and sort of upgrading his body, if you will, 
and re-downloading his brain. The problem is, is that he does that. He's like, he's like, okay, we will transfer you to this new to this new body. And he's like, cool, fine. So he gets a transfer. He's like, all right, everything's good. But there's still a copy of him in the other one, and that body starts to get all upset because the copy he didn't get copied over, even though he did. But it's sort of like it's a continuation for for one person, but the existing copy is still there. Okay. Just angry because they can't go any further. And basically they're like, oh, well, you're, you're the old copy. We don't need you anymore. But it's like suddenly it's, it's, it's a real mind fuck. If you, if you actually play through the entire game, because you get all the way to the end and there's the, the whole point is you sort of download your brain into an arc and then get sent off into space. And you're in this like utopia or whatever inside this arc with everybody else who did that, but their bodies and everything are still trapped on the planet, right. <laughs> you know, carrying on, but you oh, succeeded, that, <laughs> but you that don't. Actually, that actually but, sounds super familiar. Um, I don't know if it's another yeah. game where, where you did the same kind of thing or if it was a, um, a, a, a video that I watched. It's, yeah, it's just it's just like sort of like the ending. The guy like transfers his brain, sends the thing off, and then he's sort of he's he, just he's left. still there. Yeah, and he's pissed off. He's like he's like, well, didn't I? You know, why am I not in there? It's like, but you are, right? <laughs> you know, but he and he's like he's like, you know, <laughs> he's oh, just trapped God. there. That that sounds it, so familiar. Yeah, it's it's really. I was I watched it. I was like, oh my God, that's messed up. Like. You go through this entire thing mm -hmm. to get to the end, and then you succeed, but you don't reap the benefits. Right. Another mm -hmm. ver another version of you is reaping the benefits. You know, and it's I was like when it got there, I was so shocked by it. And they sort of hint at it as he sort of progresses further. You sort of like see, like he's transform he transfers himself into a new body, but his old consciousness is still in the other one. And then you sort of like, you sort of hear him saying, what happened? Did it work or whatever? And then door slammed shut and you, that's the last you see of it. And you, the guy, the guy kind of was like, well, what was that? And the, the AI or whatever that's guiding him through all of this sort of like, oh, don't worry about it. What's fine. Yeah. There's, so there's, you, there's a girl. Just kind he's, of, there's, he's talking yeah, to just, a girl the whole time, right? Yeah. He's like, you just kind of, you, you just kind of just, just forget about that. And you, you kind of, it, it brushes out of your mind, but then at the end you sort of remember, it's like, the three or four times that you've transferred up into a, a different body to be able to go farther, um, you realize that there's versions of you farther back that are now right. stuck there. Right. Speaking of other uh, things of you, has anyone seen everything everywhere at once? No. Yeah. Oh. I want to see that one. I, I, things about it. Yeah, I heard the uh, one, one of my uh, uh, critics I watch is like, Okay, so if you want to watch one really good uh, movie about multi-dimension stuff and that, watch everything everywhere at once, not Doctor Strange. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so Sorry. anyway, I, I, going I going back to what we were talking about, which is my update. Uh, really? Is it really? Yes. We're still on that. Um, <laughs> so that that's that's about it for TV shows and movies. Uh, moving on to video games. So unlike the rest of the group, I have not been playing um, that Grounded, the Honey, I Shrunk oh, the Kids game. I oh, it's only, it's, only me. it's only me that's playing that. <laughs> uh, 
okay from our group but it's it's you and it's gavin and it's nick and you guys yeah. are constantly online just doing that together without the rest of us um so instead yeah, make, it, make it sound like it's a bad thing yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not i'm <laughs> not <laughs> i have to do everything you want to that's do. right exactly uh, so I have actually, over the past, let's say, month, through various Steam sales, bought probably close to 30 video games. I haven't even played 30 video games that I've bought, but I've, I've bought them. So there's like a ton of games that I've tried out just a little bit uh, because they were like $3 or whatever on Steam. So I'm like, fuck it, I'll just add it to the, to the list and then I'll get around to playing it at some point. But so I, I picked up a game called Game Deck where you're a... Okay, so you play in a futuristic world as a investigator slash media icon, uh, and and there's there's like the real world where you where you travel and and uh, talk to people, and then there's like a game uh, world where you go into to do your investigation. So the the, the basically it's you're a game detective. You're you're a detective who goes into digital worlds to do investigative work for whatever reason. Like so say someone gets stuck inside a game and they can't get out, you get sent inside to find them. Or if someone is 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 you know uh cheating inside a game, you get sent inside to try to figure out how they're doing this cheating. So it's 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 a weird joining of the two the, the physical world and the game world. And each of the game worlds of course are, are that you're going into are going to be different. So far I've done only like the first two scenarios or first two jobs you get sent on and I I it's it's interesting. I don't know if it's something that'll capture my attention long term. But it it's such a, a weird design or a weird concept, so I was getting a kick out of that. Um I started I see you, I see you added a scent here. I, I I did finally pick it up. I think for like three to three or four dollars, uh, sometime this past week. And like I said, I picked up so many games. I don't even know how I'm going to have enough time to to actually sit down and play even half of them, let alone all of them. Um, I I well, did. Go sorry, ahead. No, no, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, um, at Christmas, Gavin gave me from his humble bundles all of his copies. Okay. He gave me like forty games. Oh Jesus. Yeah, and I just added them to my list like three weeks ago when okay. I got my new hard drive. <laughs> I haven't installed most of them, but there's a lot more games on my computer that I'm never going to play. <laughs> there's some really weird ones, too. I'm like, why would you give me this? <laughs> so I don't understand. One, one, one game that I did spend quite a bit of time playing uh, is called Colony Ship. Um, it's it's still kind of an early release, so it ha it's not fully completed yet, which is why I've taken a break from it. I've gotten kind of as far as what is available, and there's some stuff that I need to go back to a, a previous location to do, but there's no way to get back to that location yet. It hasn't that hasn't been worked out yet? Uh, but basically, you're you're on a colony ship, your that that was sent, you know, a hundred years ago to go to another universe or to another uh, solar system to take humanity there and along the way um there there was like this whole unifying goal of we're together for all humanity and we're going to this place and then because people are fucking assholes factions arose within the colony ship and then there was a revolution and the the so now there's three major factions that are kind of vying for control of the the future of the colony ship and you you live in like the slums basically you're you're a nobody 
and um, and you start to become embroiled in the the um, machinations of these three different factions who are trying to control the colony ship. Uh, it's a very cool game. It's a it's a proper RPG. It's the the, the game is brutal. Um, I tried playing it on the you know recommended difficulty. And uh, you're basically, you, you're supposed to avoid all combat in this game because combat is so brutally deadly and you're almost always outnumbered and the, the computer seems to magically hit you a lot more than you magically hit them, even though you built your character towards combat as a specific uh, goal, but, but whatever. So anyway, I, I dropped it down to the, the base difficulty where it's more cinematic and you can actually do things and you can actually have these combat scenarios play out in a way where you don't lose every one of your characters within like the first three attacks because combat is so deadly in the game. Uh, anyway, it's, it's, it's a very cool game. The storyline is fantastic. I'm really enjoying it. I'm just waiting for it to kind of finish being developed so I can play the full game. Um, similarly, um, I started playing a, um, a game called uh, Sekiro Shadows Die shadows die twice i think that's what it's called it's hey, Dwayne, welcome back it's a japanese game where um the, the the problem is it's it's like a dark souls game where um all of the bosses that you fight are you know much larger than you much more powerful than you and you know, if you're not careful uh, and you dodge at the right time or you block at the parry at the exact right second uh they just brutalize you so i got to like the i think the second or third boss and just realized I hate those games. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if I'm just too old for them, and I'm, and I'm just not able to um, to have the reaction time that's necessary, or the the uh, pick up on the the cues that that signify that something a specific attack is going to happen, and you have to do this block, 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 and then uh, a, a dodge this way. Like it's, yeah. I, I've I've decided those are not games for me. So even though this has probably one of the most amazing storylines of any video game ever created some of the best visual effects uh and, and it's kind of like a um uh, almost like a, a visual novel or not a novel but a visual movie where you do a lot of stuff and then there's like these expansive cutscenes where all this cool stuff happens um i i will just have to watch a, a video that someone has put together of those cutscenes because i'm never going to be able to do that and uh, to the point where I'm, I don't even want to attempt to do that anymore. So I pretty much give up on that game. Um, the game I've mostly been playing is No Man's Sky. And I remember No Man's Sky is one of those games where when it was first launched, it had all of this, you know, every world is procedurally generated. You're in a persistent universe, but uh, the chance of running into other people because there's, you know, 10 million uh, planet or solar systems for you to travel to, uh, chances of you running into people are, are very slim. Um, but, but there was really nothing to do in the game. And so over the last three or four years, however long it's been since that game came out, uh, they've actually added quite a lot to it and made it a much more uh, enjoyable game. So there's, uh, it, there's like, like Pat was saying, there's a survival aspect to it. There's an exploration aspect to it. There's a building aspect to it where you can put together your bases. There's a um, space combat aspect to it, even though it's more arcadey than something like uh, Elite Dangerous. So 
all of those things combined, I'm I'm really enjoying. And it's funny. I was talking to our buddy Nick about it, and he was saying, you know, you know, uh, Pat loves Elite Dangerous. I'm surprised he he's not interested in No Man's Sky. I'm like, well, take everything that's in Elite Dangerous that we hate, which is all the ground stuff, and make that the focus of the game with the space stuff, which is everything that we love in Elite Dangerous. That's kind of like a secondary add-on thing over top of it. It's not even important. You can you can do most of what you're doing without even going into space i mean obviously you have to get into space to go from one planet to another but once you get to a new place there's teleporters to let you go back and forth without without even have to worry about it so it's basically like the opposite of the game that elite dangerous is uh, elite dangerous is this amazing space sim where there's lots of combat and exploration and all this cool stuff but they've bolted on a land mode which doesn't have the same kind of visuals it doesn't have the same kind of controls like the whole thing is so different it feels like a separate game that was kind of shoved into into elite dangerous whereas no man's sky is the exact opposite of that like the, the the ground stuff is your is the most important thing you're doing and it has like a bolted on space thing on top of that as well but it has a very cool storyline and it's got a lot of different you know missions and stuff that you can do and and mysteries for you to hunt and solve and so I'm, I'm really enjoying that. That's the thing that's caught my attention most. And then the last game I want to talk about, because it's such a weird game uh, that I've actually started live streaming it because it's such such an unusual game. Although I, I, I've kind of fallen off on doing that. I've only done two episodes so far. It's a game called Stray. And this, oh, this is a post-apocalyptic game where humans are gone. The world, uh, the, the robots the humans were using as kind of not slaves, but like as workers and and uh, assistants and, and um, butlers or whatever, they have taken over the world after the humans have died. But, but you play as a cat. You play as a stray cat that is in this world and you can't really communicate with the uh, the world. You can't really interact with the world other than, you know, physically touching things or scratching on things. But you end up somehow making friends with this little robot who lives in a backpack that you wear and you, the two of you together go out and do things and and try to explore this world it is phenomenal like i, I the, when i first heard about this game it sounded so wackadoodle that i'm like okay obviously i have to try it i love cats and this 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 game sounds right up my alley and I absolutely adored it the, uh, the the first few sessions that I played, and then I just for whatever reason I just haven't had time to go back and uh, and keep playing it. And No Man's Sky has really just kind of drawn me in, so so I haven't been playing Stray, but I really want to go back to doing that, and I really want to go back to live streaming it as well because it's just I don't know it's such a weird game that that people should see it. Uh, I think that's all I want to talk about for video games uh, for for role playing games, like Pat said. We're playing Aliens tonight. My Thursday night game is still going strong with uh, the Vikings, although uh, I think we're maybe considering taking a break and switching to something else just for a little bit, just to kind of give ourselves a break from it. They've they've had a pretty rough year. Uh, they tried to invade England um, uh, oh, through through the hubris of the guy leading and a lot of. Uh, hey, that's what you do, Dev. <laughs> Well, no, let's but, go but to no, let's go to Rome. <laughs> yeah, does he, does he end up with a demon dick though? Question. Uh, no, there's no demon dick involved in this one. Um, so through through his hubris, uh, he he sails out in a storm and ends up actually grounding one of his the two ships that are on this 
um, trip voyage to to England uh, and kind of almost destroying it. So they spend the next kind of month trying to put the ship back together. Meanwhile, they're interacting with the locals. There's a local lord who, first of all, starts kind of hunting them, thinking that they're here for pillaging, which, of course, that's actually why they're here. But um, he, he sees that they're pretty capable at, at taking out bandits. So he's like, well, why don't I use them to go take out a nearby neighbor's village and, and or, um, town and take claim it as my own? So he enlists their aid to, to help him invade this land. And they agree because they're going to get paid for it. So they go in and they invade the land. And all of a sudden, the local lord whose land was just lost, he comes back with a retaliatory force. And now they're, they're basically... They're living out the Alamo, and uh, so they end up sending a guy back to the the main base where the ships are, in a rowboat, because the it's the the place that the that the village was located is on a river, and the river leads out to the ocean. So like, get to our ships, get the ships, bring them back here, so we can get the fuck out of here, and you know get back home. And so meanwhile, the, the, the this whole Alamo scenario is playing out. The, the lord who the, who hired them he's you know doing his best to defend the uh, the the town they've taken over but he's terrible at it whereas they're actually doing okay on their side so they're taking you know less attritional damage to their forces but eventually they're down to like seven guys who are still healthy and everyone else is wounded including all the player characters are are like wounded and, and just near unconsciousness and finally a week goes by during the the siege and and one of them is awake again and he starts um you know trying to to get the people to safety basically and the the boats find the, the one remaining boat finally shows up they get onto it and they finally fuck off and leave england heading back for home and where we left off they have now just been enc encountered a a pirate fleet that's surrounded them and is about to board their ship so our next session this week on thursday is going to be them trying to figure out how they're going to get out of this all this has happened over the course of one year <laughs> And they haven't even gotten to do like their their year end uh, stuff and, and try to get a little bit better. These are all like really starting characters. They've gone through I think three or four years of of progression at this point. So they're still like young kids, just early teens, um, living in this oh, Viking world. Skills. I know that one. Yeah, <laughs> in, in, in Eric Paladin game. I'm a I'm a squire. Well, yeah, no, sorry. I recently knighted. Yeah, it's like, exactly. Uh... It's 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 just like that. Um, except I'm I'm not quite as brutal with my constant, constant, constant um, uh, warfare the way Eric is with his campaigns. <laughs> well, also Eric's been doing really well for his crits against us. So right. Yeah. When you're facing a uh, a berserker who crits on eight dice or seven dice, so it's like max damage. And, and and who crits on like a five. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, this guy was critting. He had a thirty-five skill. The guy I was playing, so it's anything above twenty, you add. So yeah, he was plus, yeah, he was plus 15. Yeah. So right. So you, you crit on a five or higher. Yeah. It's like, um, I, 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 I remember I, what that was like. Yeah. I had a 16 skill. <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh, God. Oh, 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 I got my passion. So it's now up to a 21. So I had plus one to all my rolls, which means yeah. I, I, I crit on a 19. Yeah. He, he, crit, he crits on a five. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and higher. Five any higher. Anything yeah. higher than a five. Oh yeah, and it's uh, and in in Paladin it does max damage. Whatever your damage is, let's say six dice or whatever, it's yeah. maxed out. So now so you're doing forty guy, points of damage or forty five well, points of damage. Forty two. He actually did forty nine. Forty nine yeah. points of damage. He was doing seven. Uh, sorry, forty two points of damage. 
in yeah, one shot. Exactly. I'm a young guy with a shield. Yeah. So yay, I have very little armor, and I my yep. my I have my six point shield. Mm -hmm. uh, so I take a thirty five point wound. Guess what? That's over yep. my my constitution. So that's a critical wound automatically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That yeah. that game is just absolutely brutal. And then you sit around for months as you're like, I'm slowly healing back up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's actually one of the problems that our, my players are having too, is this very slow rate of healing and lack of any well, way to accelerate that. Yeah, it's just because it's more real. Like, yeah, it's meant to be more realistic. It's, like, it's not fantasy. Fight and you get hurt. You're not bouncing back the next... You're not taking a long rest in eight hours and going back, I'm fine. It's like, exactly. no, dude, you're almost, you almost died. It's going to take you a while to get back up. So anyway, I have this this plan that I've been working on that I want to run for these guys where um, they start off as just regular humans and then something happens to them over the course so like I basically I want to do a, a scenario with them each individually where they um, uh, they are just out in the in the world and they encounter the supernatural and get embroiled into a secret supernatural world and then find out that either a they're they're magical themselves and so they have access to magic or b like one of them's going to get uh uh bit by a uh, a vampire and pop most likely turn into a vampire one of them's going to become a werewolf so just that the the kind of thing where they get pulled into this secret hidden supernatural world so I've, I've been kind of mulling this over what system do i want to use i want it to be modern uh, i think i'm going to go with uh the the most recent version of D, &D modern or uh, d20 modern which originally came out for uh D, &D 3.5 mm -hmm. um and and there's there's a, a company that's currently kind of getting that ready for fifth edition or or uh, it's it it's uses the fifth edition open license in order to to do its um, mechanics, but unfortunately they've only they they just came out of Kickstarter recently. They've only released their quick play guide, uh, but it's called Everyday Heroes, and uh, I think I think oh, I've, I've, I is that the one? No, that's the one that is that the one also has the eighties. The other heroes from the eighties. Uh, I don't think so. Um, they're using the same engine for a lot of licensed uh, games. Okay. So they're they're doing Pacific Rim. They're I think they're doing uh, Trouble in, Big Trouble in Little China. Like so, they they have a bunch of these licensed um, worlds. Yeah. Based off of movies and TV shows from the eighties and nineties or whatever that they that they're going to be using the same mechanics for, but they're they're just working on the actual mechanics. Uh, they just got out of the Kickstarter, and I'm I'm waiting for it to actually. I've, so I pre-ordered. I missed the Kickstarter. I've pre-ordered the book. Um, so when it comes out, I'm I'm that's what I'm going to be using to to run this game. I think I, I think that's everything I want to talk about. Let's move on. Well, we're we were almost two hours in here. Oh, do you want to even skip news and rumors? And actually, I think we're yeah, we're almost exactly at two hours. Um, do you want to skip news and rumors? Well, the only thing I was going to say is uh, I was running. The, I'm, I'm doing some Marvel here and there with um, Eric. Yeah. And uh, so I was looking for some pictures, and so I was like, okay, so one of the next thing gonna, he's going to come across is some X Men. So I did. I was doing searches for um, Magic and Shadowcat. Okay. Do not go down that rabbit hole. Oh. <laughs> Do not go down that rabbit hole. Your <laughs> your internet search history has been corrupted, has it? Exactly. It's like what? Okay. <laughs> Like, I wasn't looking for Ben. I wish, I wish you'd asked. 
I could have warned you. <laughs> Dwayne, welcome back. I know you came on in the middle of my uh, my um, update, yeah. but uh, we didn't have a chance to formally recognize you as coming I back did? onto the. Yes, I you. Yes, hug. but but that part will be cut out during my <laughs> during oh, my really? section. Oh no, you bastard! Uh, Dwayne, well, like welcome back. Yeah, so to give a quick update, um, my gaming session was a disaster. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So the situation is we went into these, essentially a dungeon looking for these missing people. And there's time constraints involved. There's a siege going on. And these are town's best fighters. So we pushed onward and it turns out that the lead guy was possessed and it all went basically to hell <laughs> and so my guy escaped two guys were captured one fellow is outright dead of the four of the four of us so uh the session ended a little early gotcha yeah and probably people not too happy yeah, well, the guy whose character died has not been happy with the game for quite some time. And it really gets kind of annoying. Like, he'll decide that he's not effective, and so he'll basically give up and want to just get out. And who knows, today maybe we should have. <laughs> but um, he says he's done. To be perfectly honest, I wouldn't mind seeing the last of them. He's not been a fun guy to play with. Not gotcha. for me, anyway. But it does leave us with only three PCs, so I'm not really sure how we're going to deal with that. Well, and a couple of them have been captured, right? Yeah, so the next thing is going to be rescue. So I'm glad my guy stuck around. I've really been enjoying him. Uh, it's basically, in Pathfinder, teamwork is a multiplier. And the, we were a bit overextended. My guy, for example, was out of heal spells. And then we go in against a rogue archer, uh, a spellcaster of some kind. I'm not sure exactly which kind. And the lead guy, who's the one who's possessed, who is a fighter. And he's a higher level fighter than we are, and he's made using monster rules. So we have a sniper, a spellcaster, who immediately hit us with a sixth level slow. Oof. And this guy who has attack of opportunity and reach. So my guy failed the save against the flow. So he slowed one for a minute. So he can't move and cast. So for example, when I tried, I pulled out a heal scroll and I tried to heal up our barbarian. He got critted by the AOO fighter and lost the spell. And at that point, I was the last guy standing. 
So when the GM kindly gave me an out, I took it. Gotcha. Mm. So pretty crazy. So, yeah, so I thought I'd pop back in since I saw you guys were still recording. <laughs> yeah, yeah, two and a half hours later. So, yeah, we're currently at uh, two hours and 43 minutes. So, why don't we say thanks for joining oh, there, us? There is one news oh, and rumors geez. that I wanted to point okay, out. Go ahead. It just dropped a couple of days ago. Uh, Wizards has uh, gone into the next generation of D&D. It's called uh, One D&D. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're DMs seen... a crit. Yeah, it's uh, going to have a. They're they're putting a big focus, I think, on online gaming because uh, it's going to have its own online platform as well, based on Unreal Engine. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, but the fact that DMs can't yeah. it's like, wait, yeah. what? Well, if you go to D and D Beyond right now, you can uh, start the play testing. No thanks. Well, I'm sorry. It's... Just letting you know it's available, and I'm sure some yeah. of our listeners would be interested as well. Oh. I, I follow a guy on YouTube, calls himself the Rules Lawyer. Mm-hmm. He does a bunch of Pathfinder content. Unfortunately, the reason I signed up for, he's actually kind of abandoned. Um, but he's got a video out about this D&D one thing. One D&D, but yeah. One D&D. And his video is this is not an actual play test and why that's a problem mm-hmm. and so i'm curious as to what he means by that i might actually have to check that video out yeah i just i just know like um i'm in a uh, fifth ed campaign being currently run by my friend uh mike i don't like the system the more I play it, the more I wish I was just playing Pathfinder. Yeah. So I'm curious as to see what changes they're making to what is essentially D and D six, even if they won't call it that. Mm-hmm. But no, that'll be neat. Yep. Well, like I said, I, I'm not a fan of. Oh, but the DMs can't crit. Like what? Why not? Yeah. I mean, people already get long rests. They get a whole bunch of other stuff. So it's like, okay, it's almost yeah. impossible to kill a character. Now if I can't crit, it's like, well, okay, you guys yeah. win. Yeah. You, 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 you would have liked the game I was just in there, Pat, because uh, <laughs> the, the GM was critting left, right, and center. Um, largely due to uh, the Pathfinder mechanic that if you succeed by 10 or more, it is a critical success. Yeah. And when you're yeah, up against so this, a higher level fighter, that's going to happen a lot. Yeah, so this guy was... Uh, yeah, he was getting like plus 14 mm-hmm. over over AC a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So plenty of crits in Pathfinder, Pat. So if you want, if you want a crit system... Go over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the other thing about the Pathfinder crits is that they're not as powerful as they tend to be in other systems. No. Just like the critical failures aren't as devastating as they tend to be in other systems. Well, there's there's very few things that actually have a critical failure effect. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's closer to your opponent are... had a critical fail, so now you have this opportunity available to you. Yeah. So there are critical fails on spell saves. Yeah. But 
not so much um, on uh, strikes, for yeah. example. Yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah. All right. Okay. So now I'm okay with us saying good good night until next week. Yep. Yeah. Well, I'm 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 glad I could come back in and share my tale of woe. I'm sure the listeners will get a laugh out of it. Oh, of course. <laughs> Devastating uh, so, adventures are always more exciting than the successful ones. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'll, 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 hopefully, I'll have an update next podcast, and I'll let you know if my guy is successful in forming a party to rescue his colleagues. Nice. <laughs> And of course, uh, stay tuned because once the episode itself ends, we do have two more battles coming up in our Out of the Basement Podcast 10th Anniversary Trivia Extravaganza. So look forward to those coming up next. Thanks, guys. All right. Have a great All day, right. folks. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the first of the quarterfinal battles, which sees the winners from the, the first round of, um, of the, the trivia battles up against one of the hosts from the Out of the Basement podcast. All right, so introducing first tonight, uh, our winner from round one, we have returning champion of not one, but two Out of the Basement Star Wars annual Star Wars annual, Out of the Basement annual Star Wars trivia contests. It's Matthew Clark. I've won two as well. Yeah, you've won one, he's won two of the four that we've done so far. I won two. You won one. Paul won I've the won second two. one. You you won yeah, you won the you. inaugural, Paul won the second one, and three and four were, were won by Matt. Well, okay, we'll give him that. <laughs> and his challenger uh, in this second round of games uh, battling for the first time in this tournament we have co-host my co-host Patrick Gleason you're co okay I'll, I'll, yeah, your co-host yeah, yeah. well I'm the person doing the intros you are my co-host in the podcast <laughs> to which this is an addition to Patrick Gleason well. All right, all right. <laughs> to be fair, Dev is saying that there's four of you as co-hosts. Correct. Well, I'm the host, and they're my co-hosts. Oh, <laughs> streaming night—that's all different. Because then stream nights back to me, so I get to say, you know, I'm the co-host. Uh, didn't you refuse to stream last night? I didn't stream. Paul streamed, but he didn't want to do the intro because oh, like, I, I don't want to vlog. So I'm like. Oh, no problem. Paul. I'll take it. Jesus. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's let's go on with your question. Uh, all right. So, Matt, here's your uh, first question on the popular social media platform Reddit. What does AMA stand for? Oh, good question. Something to do with asking. I keep I keep going back to the to the roast me instead. Like that <laughs> that has makes no sense. Um, Oh, ask me anything. Ask me anything is correct for one point. Very nice. You're off to a good start. All right. Question number two. What was the name of the coffee shop in the hit sitcom Friends? Central Perk. Central Perk is correct for a second point. Question number three. Who directed the romantic comedy fantasy adventure film The Princess Bride? Uh, directed. Mm-hmm. 
I'm going to get producer and director mixed up when I say uh, Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner is correct. Wow. Yes. 100% so far for the first three questions. Very nice. All right. Question number four. What German term used in World War II, World War II translates to lightning war? That's Blitzkrieg. Blitzkrieg is correct. Wow. Off to a steaming four for four. Shogun, or question number five. Shogun is the 1975 novel written by which Australian novelist? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> then that one's not going to come to me anytime soon. The Shogun is one of my absolute favorite novels of all time. And a pretty oh. good uh, miniseries back from the uh, early 80s with uh, Richard Chamberlain. Well, then who wrote it, though? Because I don't know. Okay, the correct answer is James Clavell. It's the first of his, uh, I think, five or six novels that he wrote that all deal with Japan during that time. All right, question number six, the last of your generalist questions. Bruce Willis plays a convict turned time traveler in what 1995 movie? Convict turned time traveler. Correct. Hmm. So I'm only coming up with Looper, but that's not, that's not it. That's too... Yeah, you're right. I guess he did play in a couple different time travel movies. Yeah, that one was in the 2000s. Um, I don't know. I don't the know the answer to that one. correct answer is 12 Monkeys, later turned into a, a pretty good um, TV show. All right, moving on to your specialist questions. And again, just to remind the audience, your specialist questions is the WWE or WWF back in the day. All right. Mm. D'Lo Brown has two finishers, a ground finisher and an aerial finisher. What is the name of his aerial finishing move? Uh, I'm not sure if it had a name itself, but it was a frog splash. It actually does have a name. Is it the down low? It is not the down low. It is actually the low down. <laughs> oh. the, the gr ground low is the ground finisher. The low down is his aerial finisher. <laughs> <laughs> very imaginative <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right uh question number seven uh no question number eight uh the only title challenge to ever occur on saturday night main event featured sean michaels beating the british bulldog which title was it that changed hands uh, that would be the Intercontinental title. Intercontinental Championship is correct. That gives you five Woo! points. Uh, question number nine. Who says, to be the man, you have to beat the man? You know what? And that's so topical. I mean, his final wrestling match ever is this weekend. Oh, really? At least that's what he says. Yep, he's uh, <laughs> teaming up with his son-in-law to fight a couple of other guys and it is woo the nature boy rick flair isn't he like 80 now oh by the way <laughs> nature boy is correct <laughs> he is very old to be wrestling and he should have stopped wrestling 20 years ago i think he did stop wrestling 20 years ago <laughs> uh, what is it the mid-2000s he, he battled Shawn michaels in his retirement match but they said his his last other match was in impact wrestling did they say 2012 oh wow okay yeah, but he didn't like it, so he wants to go out on his own terms with another match. Okay, fair enough. And if you believe it, he uh, 
he uh, bladed himself <laughs> in the lead up to this oh, match to sell the story Christ. of like a 70 year old man cutting your forehead open. <laughs> All right. Oh, and, uh, so six points going into your final question. The wrestler Mick Foley has had three different personalities. Mankind, Dude Love, and what is his last personality? Well, it, he made it famous in other wrestling promotions long before bringing it to the WWE and, or F in this case, and he did all three at the Royal Rumble, and it is Cactus Jack. Cactus Jack is correct for a grand total of seven points. Very good, and a tough, uh, tough number to beat for Patrick. All right, question number one. What does the acronym, well, I guess it's not really an acronym, but the uh, the collection of, of words or letters, HTTP, stand for in website ad, in a website address? HTTP? Yes, what does that stand for? Oh, good God. Uh, protocol, telecommunications, high transfer, I don't know. I can't remember. The, uh, high, go ahead. Go ahead. Hyper... Hyper telecommunication uh, transfer protocol. Very close, but the correct answer is actually hypertext transfer protocol. Hypertext, yeah, transfer, yeah. All right, question number two. I think I got that wrong in round one. Uh, No, you were (laughs) asked uh, a different question. It wasn't HTTP, but it was... um, uh, I I had a couple of questions that were very similar. Um, Okay, Okay. question number two. What is the name of the American animated sci-fi sitcom about the misadventures of a mad scientist and his grandson? Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty is correct. Released in 1984, what movie starring Patrick Swayze is the first to receive a PG-13 rating? Patrick Swayze? Correct. Um, uh, Roadhouse? No, I'm afraid the answer is actually Red Dawn. A movie that we did for Review oh, the Clones. Yeah, twice. Yeah, we're all 80. That was 84? Shit, I thought it was... Yeah. That was the first one? Yep. Uh, yeah, Roadhouse is rated R. Mm. Uh, right, quite... yeah, because he kills, rips someone's throat out. Sorry. Yeah, there's a lot of death and destruction in Roadhouse. Uh, question number four. What is the name of Alexander the Great's horse? The fuck? <laughs> that... <laughs> I don't know. The correct answer is Bucephalus. Okay, sure. This is history. You, you know history. You should know history. I don't pay attention to the freaking Alexander the Great's horse's name. Okay. Uh, question number five. In George Orwell, in George Orwell's Animal Farm, what was the name of the pig leader? Oh, shit. I should know this one. Uh, Napoleon? Napoleon is correct. Congratulations. That's your second point. Um... Last question before we move on to your special subject. What is the name of the stock sound effect of a man screaming used in hundreds of films and TV shows? Uh, Wilhelm Scream. Wilhelm Scream is correct. So leaving you with three points going into uh, our specialist, your specialist subject, which is sci-fi movies. From the 70s and 80s, right? Uh, I didn't really put a limit on when they're from, but most of them are old. Most of them are okay. old. Yeah, uh, I think there's old. there's only one in there that's new-ish from the 2000s. Um, if you get all four of these right, we will be tied at seven points, which means we're going to have to go to a, uh, a final round of, uh, of questions. Luckily, I've got spare questions set aside yeah. for you guys. <laughs> all right, uh, question number seven. 
Which Philip K. Dick novel is the movie Blade Runner loosely based on? Do androids dream of electric sheep? That is correct for one point. That's now four points out of seven. Or out of ten, but seven's the target you're looking yeah. for. Uh, the movie, uh, sorry, uh, In Space, No One Can Hear You Scream is the tagline for which classic sci-fi movie? Alien. Alien is correct. What moon are humans colonizing in the movie Avatar? This is not a trick question like Endor is the, the forest Pandora. moon of another planet. Uh, this Pandora. Pandora is correct. Going down watch to the... A, watch it three fucking times. <laughs> <laughs> Going down it, to the it, last it question. That, it also helped that Dev gave you the answer. No, I said Endor. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I just said that it wasn't it wasn't a trick question. Like sometimes there are trick questions, right? Yeah, because it's not it's not Endor. It's Endor's moon, right? But yes. as soon as he said Avatar, I know what planet. I know what what it was. Shit, <laughs> Pandora. Yeah, he's well known for hating that movie, and we forced him to watch it three times for the podcast. It was awesome. <laughs> All right, your final question, and this is uh, to tie the game. In the movie The Terminator, who plays one of the the punks that are confronted and killed by the T-800? Paxton. Bill Paxton, who later goes on to play an alien. Bill Paxton is correct. Congratulations. Seven out of ten to tie the game. All right. So we're going to move into our uh, bonus round. Yeah, sudden death. So I'm going to each ask you one question, one at a time. So it'll be Matt, then then um, Pat, Matt, then Pat, Matt, then Pat. And whoever misses an answer first oh, is oh going to like This is like NFL rules here. <laughs> not, even, not even NFL. is like, we just got to get it right right away. Uh, okay. Uh, Pat, or sorry, Matt, for you first. Oh, I only have one more question for you, Matt. This this actually might not go very well. Maybe I will have to switch. Okay, so I'll do I'll do one specialist subject question, and if you both get them right, then I'll move on to generalist questions because I'm I'm out of specialist questions for Matt. Worst host ever. I know. All right, Matt. So going into sudden death, your your first question is: What team has won the most tag team of the year awards? Oh, jeez. Um... That is a very good question. Uh, if you would have said title, I would have had something quickly. Um, I'd want to say the New Day, but I'm going to go old school. And I'm going to say the Legion of Doom or the Road Warriors. Which one? It's the same, it's the, it's the same team. No, the they're same not. two guys. Yes, but they different names, though. Different runs, mister. Sorry. Just well, they might... They, and they might... They, they may even have won a little bit as the Road Warriors and a little bit as the Legion of, uh, Legion of Doom. So I'm going to go with the Road Warriors. The Road Warriors is correct. Yeah. Wow. I, I'm impressed you pulled that out. I, I, I was thinking Legion of Doom, but I didn't. I forgot that they were also Road Warriors afterwards. Uh, oh, they were the Road Warriors before. Too. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think Road yeah. Warriors is how they first Road came first, out. And then became Legion of Doom, yes. Yeah. Okay, Pat, on to you. In the 1951 movie, The Day the Earth Stood Still, what U.S. city did the alien ship land in? 1951? I said 70s and 80s. True, true. But it's a movie that we did for our review of The Clones, so it's one you should be familiar with. I well, Jesus, we did that like months ago. We did. Uh, it's true. Years, actually. Years ago. Philadelphia? Actually, it's Washington, D.C. Matt, congratulations. You are moving on to round three. You're from the 1950s. 
Listen, I the other questions that I had for you is what's the name of Ripley's cat and aliens and what do the men in black uh, wear to protect their eyes from the neuralizers? Both are super, super easy questions compared to the one that I asked for Matt. So I asked you the hardest question I had left. Yeah, when you said tag team of the year, I almost went, what award? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Under whose ratings? Ah. <laughs> oh. Other to be Klaatu Barata and Nick too. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I would have definitely done the Klaatu Barata. <laughs> it was an N-word. I said it. I was going to do that. That's what the words were. I was going to do that right away, man. Nice. I like it. All right. So, Matt, moving on to the quarterfinals, I think, or maybe even semifinals at this point. I think this was this was technically the quarterfinal round. Yeah, semifinal. Yeah. I got beat out. Damn it, I came close. But that was that was a really, really good run. Uh, this is the first time we've had a tie and had to go to tiebreaker questions. Yeah, and I, I, admittedly, they, the, both questions were tough. Yeah, dude, these were not easy questions. No. All right, thank you for joining us for the first uh, of our round two battles, which was Matt, Matthew Clark versus Patrick Gleason. Good game. Good game. Thank that you very fun. much. That was fun. It was fun. And moving on to the second of our quarterfinal battles, we've got first up the winner from round two of the uh, trivia contest, Terry McGregor, who of course has been on multiple Out of the Basement podcast episodes, um, mainly the ones uh, where we recorded live at Adepticon. And Terry, your, your specialist subject is the Stargate universe. And his opponent tonight, battling for the first time in this tournament, one of the co-hosts of the Out of the Basement podcast, Assemble. Dwayne McKinnon. And Dwayne, your specialist subject is Marvel comic books circa 1980 to the 2000s. Dwayne, you're up first, so if you're ready, let's begin. All right, Dwayne, your specialist subject is uh, Marvel comics specifically between uh, the 1980s and the 2000s. Yes. All right, so let's get right into it. Uh, question number one. Sorry, let me ask you, are you ready? As ready as I'll ever be. Okay, great. Question number one, which company marketed the Amiga 1000 personal computer? Commodore. Commodore is correct. Let me mark that down one point for you. All right, question number two. I owned an Amiga 500 back in the day. Oh, nice. Uh, question number two. Where did the show The Wire take place? A fan Baltimore. favorite. Baltimore is correct. Uh, question number three. In the 1986 blockbuster Top Gun, which actress played Goose's wife? Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan is correct. America's sweetheart. <laughs> three for three, not bad. Okay, question number four. A blunderbuss is an obsolete type of what? Firearm. Firearm is correct. Four for four. Question number five. Mark Twain's ninth, sorry, 1885 novel, The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, was set along which river? Mighty Mississippi. Mississippi is correct. Not bad. Five for five. You're getting pretty close to a perfect score so far. Uh, what is the name of the first electronic general purpose computer? Ah. Oh, no, that's, that's tricky. Hmm. 
first personal computer? Correct. I know. Sorry. The first electric, the first electronic general purpose computer. Was that the ENIAC, I think. ENIAC is correct for six out of six in the generalist questions. First person so far to get 100% going, uh, finishing the generalist round. Now, going into your specialist subject, Marvel Comics between the years 1985 and 2000. Something I know that uh, you've been talking about going back and delving into on um, the Marvel Unlimited uh, application, I believe. Uh, platform yep. uh so question number seven what does shield stand for oh that's a nasty one <laughs> is it it keeps, it keeps changing um Let me just think for a second here. Keeps changing. You know what? I'm going to have to skip it. I've got too many of them running in my head. I can't. The correct answer I was. International Enforcement Logistics Division, I think, was the oldest one, but... Uh, so the one I have, the one I found in my research, is Strategic Homeland Intervention, Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division, SHIELD. Ah, yes. Yeah, like I said, it keeps changing. Right. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, question number eight. Wyatt Wingfoot is a member of which Native American tribe? Uh, Wyatt? Yes. He's a Cherokee, if I remember right. The correct answer, the answer I found in my research is Kiwazi. Kiwazi. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, so question number nine. Uh, what was Dum Dum Dugan before he joined the military? Circus Strongman. Circus Strongman is correct for seven points. And last but not least... Uh, Daredevil and Elektra first met at which school? This is again going back to the comics. Yeah, yeah. Um, Empire State University, if I remember right. The correct answer is Columbia University. Columbia. That was my second choice. <laughs> Not Ouch. bad, though. Seven out of ten. How do you think you did in this? Uh, in this battle, the first you've done so far for the trivia contest. Ah, so-so. I'm a little bit disappointed uh, that I didn't do better in what ought to be my specialty. But, uh... <laughs> well, they, they were very strong, or very uh, tough questions. The The generalist questions were maybe a little easier, and uh, you, you did manage to get six out of six for those, which is fantastic. Yeah, so I don't know. I, you know... I think I did okay, but it'll be interesting to see how uh, how things turn out with Terry. Um, Please feel free to ask me the land question. 
because I know that one. <laughs> well, so um, your first question is indeed a computer question, a hardware question. A modulator, demodulator, is a hardware device better known as what? Are you are you being serious? That right now? that is one hundred percent the first question that I asked. Ah, oh, Devram. <laughs> Why do you hate people? I hate no one. That should be something associated with the Wi-Fi. Okay, can you be more specific? I, I just need to know what what it's what it's known as. What's what's the name of the device? The circuit, right? For the Wi-Fi. What what? Not being a smartass. Well, Matthew, I heard a I heard a ding. Can I get a? Can I get? A, can I call a friend? <laughs> Uh, I'm afraid we do not have lifelines in the uh, out of the basement tenth anniversary trivia extravaganza. Wow, that's that's a title. Will T-shirts be made available? I think we should. We should do an anniversary. This since it's our tenth anniversary of the podcast, uh, maybe we should have some sort of celebratory T-shirts for the final. All right. Anyway, first question so was Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi is different than modem, or is that the same thing as as the modem? So a modulator demodulator is indeed known as a modem. So that I will give you one point for that. As opposed to how many? How many would I have gotten if I just... Each question is one point. You're looking for a score okay. out of 10. Why, thank you. All right, question number two. Which famous TV series featured a reference or picture of Superman in every episode? Are any of these Stargate questions? The last four questions are Stargate questions. The first six questions are generic questions. Uh, Christmas. I don't know. Um, da 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 dum da da dum. And in Superman, Lois and Clark. Uh, no, the actual um, correct answer was Seinfeld. So the, the, there's a whole thing about Seinfeld having. Um, the either the producer or uh, Jerry Seinfeld loves Superman. That's his favorite uh, comic book star or um, hero. So he would. There was in every episode somewhere in the episode. There's a picture of or reference to Superman. That's an awesome Easter egg. I did not know that. Yeah. All right. Uh, question number three. The first movie of the Fast and Furious franchise was released in what year? Oh God, I know this because I was in. Games Workshop still, so 2000 or 2001. 2001 is correct. That is correct. 2001 was the release of the first Fast and Furious movie. All right, question number four. Alexander the Great was taught by which Greek philosopher? Oh, Jesus. Mm -hmm. There's always a history question in there somewhere. I know, I know it's not so great because you would have thrown in a Bull and Ted reference, so I'm going to go with Aristotle. Aristotle is correct. All right, um, question number five. Can you let me know when we get to the start date question? Yes, I, I will let you know. Uh, it may, like I said, the first six questions are journalist questions. The last four will be Stargate. Question, question to bust your chops not to actually find out when the Stargate. <laughs> I'm an expert on Stargate questions. Question number five. Victorian writers Charlotte, Emily, and Anne were sisters sharing what last name? I don't even want to I don't even I don't want to give you the satisfaction of answering. Okay. I mean you can choose to pass. Uh, why why would you do this to people, man? Why not? It's generalist trivia about things that people are passionate about. Literature is one of those things. It's Bronte. Mm-hmm. 
Bronte is correct. And the last of your generalist questions. With the little, with the little umlaut. Do I get a bonus point for an umlaut? <laughs> I'm afraid there's no bonus points. How about knowing what an umlaut is? Uh, I am impressed that you do know what an umlaut is. He's actually, the reason I know that is because it's a character on Guitar Hero. Okay. Umlaut is a character on umlaut. Guitar Hero? Okay. Yeah. Hey, right. dude. Long hair, gray. Sure. Uh, <laughs> question number six, the last of your generalist questions. What is the unit of length that is approximately 3.26 light years in length? What? Where do you get these things, man? The internet. There is a very cool tabletop solo game called Five Parsecs from Home that I love. And I, we have talked about it many times. So that would be one of the many or only reasons why I know what a parsec is. <laughs> it's not because of Star Wars? <laughs> All right. That's a different, that's like on a whole different level of nerd. <laughs> that's where you, that's where you appreciate what a parsec is, not actually care. And you just know that it takes them X amount of parsecs. So that is excellent. Um, of your first six questions, the generalist questions, you actually scored five points. Um, so, well done. Okay, going into the specialist subject, um, Stargate questions. Um, question... With or without the umlaut? Uh, I don't think there's umlauts in Stargate, is there? Targate. <laughs> in the Stargate universe, what is Carter's first name? Samantha. Samantha is correct. Oops, six. Question number... Uh... I'd like to know her rank. Uh, I don't need to know, and nor would I know. I've never seen anything past the Stargate, the first Stargate movie. Initially, she was a major, later promoted to colonel. She's a rock star. Cool. Uh, question number eight. What does the gamekeeper call the people inside his machine? Can you give me a little more? Uh, that's literally the only information I have. Again, I've never seen the show. So basically, I could say anything. No, I have an answer, and if the answer, if your answer doesn't match my answer, then you will not get a point. I don't like this. I don't like that game. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, the gamekeeper. Yes. All right, that was all right. Give me a, give me a second. Let me work through this because that was the one where they got hooked up to the freaking things and had to relive scenarios over so it's either children or contestants maybe i don't know let's go with children i'm afraid the correct answer is the residents of course they are he referred to them as the residents right question number nine and i believe this is specifically about the original stargate stargate tv show not the the the, the later on ones who was the, the one that was on showtime uh, i again i wouldn't know who was Do the, I get a point for knowing that it was the original season was on Showtime? I mean, I have no way of verifying that, so no. Question number nine. Who was the first main bad guy of the show? Wait. I, I believe this is referring to SG-1. Okay, thank you. Thank you. So that would mean it's not raw. Uh, ay, ay, ay. Oh, Jesus. Jafar Cree with... Let's go with Apophis. Apophis? No, it's not it. It's not Apophis. God 
Dang it, Devrim. So Kill me, is, Smalls. Is, is that your final answer? No. Anubis. So your final answer is Anubis? Yeah, I know that's wrong, too. You actually were correct in your initial uh, uh, assessment. It was Apophsis. I hate you. <laughs> I was about to give you the points when you talked yourself out of that point. <laughs> okay. No, because I, I, I got it messed up because they had a whole dosy do with the, the very beginning because he came in and kidnapped people. Okay. My bad. All right, question number 10. Okay, so uh, question number 10. What was the title of the premiere episode of the series Stargate SG-1? Oh, Jesus Christ, man. It was the... It had to be... The same as the... It's Children of the Gods. Children of the Gods is correct for 7 out of 10 points, which means we are going for the second time in two quarterfinal rounds. We're going into sudden death overtime. Oh, well, Mr. <laughs> Professional. Sorry. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, under the rules of this thing, I don't think that I think one of us has got to lose. Exactly. Here. All right. So here's Wait, what we're going to do. I am more than happy to to uh to continue my i will i will be at a, a button your ear should you wish i am i am not a i'm not above or below that just, okay. just all right all right so now that we're going into sudden death um i'm gonna ask you questions from a completely different specialist category for a player who was unfortunately unable to make it to the recordings due to being posted overseas. Uh, he's in the military. And uh, I'm going to ask you questions from his specialist subject because I have them right here ready for me, ready in front of me. Are you ready? Okay, we're going to go in the same order that we did during the recording. So I'm going to ask Dwayne first, and then I will ask you, Terry, your question. Uh, basically, uh, as long as you both get the answers right, we're going to keep going until someone messes up. This is sudden death. All right, question. Let's, let's see how it goes. I'm hoping I make it at least one round. <laughs> it's always a pleasure to speak to you. Thank you for the kind introduction to sudden death and not just jumping into it with a cannibal Kool-Aid man thing. Um, Dwayne, I appreciate you. I love you. And I think you and I together can take down a massive uh, question answerer. Uh, question Questioner. asker. Asker, yep. thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> Devin right. Rock. All right, Dev, lay it, lay it on me, buddy. All right. What, what have you got? Question number one. While Jean-Luc Picard enrolled in Starfleet, what industry did most of the rest of the Picard family work in? Um, they're vintners. They, they that is vineyards. That is correct. One point for Dwayne. All right, well, Terry. Dwayne, good job. <laughs> First question to you, the new Enterprise... I, I, I abstain. In Star Trek The Next Generation, the new Enterprise had what emergency combat feature that was not available in any previous ship? Dear God. Please state the nature of the medical unit. Uh, incorrect. That actually would have been from Voyager, the where, Voyager. The, where the hologram Don't came in. Challenge me. I'm trying to hook up my man, Dwayne. <laughs> I... Um, it's the Wayne, do you know? Yeah, 
basically the saucer section would separate from the rest of the ship to protect the uh, civilians. The, crew, the bridge crew would move to what they called the battle bridge in the main part of the ship, which included, you know, the entirety of engineering and all that stuff and most of the weaponry and go into go into a fight. Um, that is correct. Ever, they only ever used that a couple of times. Um, Two times. Because, yeah, it was, one, it was, an, expen was, it was an expensive special effect. Yep. So, Dev, how does it feel to have two contestants against you? Um, well, one contestant answered two questions correctly, while another contestant answered no questions correctly. And yet, we hold the upper hand. So, I guess we <laughs> how have... How many a... questions have you answered correctly, sir? Uh, none, because I asked the questions. Nice job, Dwayne. <laughs> Thanks. All right, well, that, so that was guess, quick. I Thank you. <laughs> I guess I move on to the next round. That that is correct. So I will be uh one question. What's that? Are we doing literally sudden death? Yeah, literally so. literally sudden death. Oh you, hold, hold, wait, wait, wait. Do you do you wanna do it um uh football penalty style where we ask five questions and if it's tied at the end then we go into sudden death? I'm not I'm not running this shit. Listen, it's all you man. I'm I'm happy to do that, no problem. I I defer to my my Dwayne I, counterpart. I, I, I'm okay with it. Okay. If you think it'd be more entertaining, Dev, let's go for it. Sure. Let's let's do that. Um, Dwayne, your second question. So currently you have one. Uh, Terry, you have zero in the sudden death. You have zero. Also, also Devrim has zero. This is true. But the problem is he doesn't need any points. That's right. All right, Devrim, hit, hit me with number okay. two. Okay, Dwayne, question number two. Tasha Yar came back from the dead in which episode? I will need the title of the episode, please. Yeah, just a oh, just a second. If you if you type in episode, um, I think it'll, it'll come I, in clear. Oh God, I know the episode pretty well, but um, yesterday's I enterprise i think was the title yesterday's Can enterprise is correct really yeah 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 the enterprise goes through a b wormhole oh ends up, yeah the enterprise b ends up uh in what was the name? day yeah yesterday's okay. enterprise i i applaud your your uh correcting yeah no it was uh yeah. Tasha Yar was actually, um, the lady who played Tasha Yar, Denise Crosby, was actually at the Ottawa Comic Con this year. I didn't get a chance to speak to her, though. She is a an amazing actress and a beautiful, like, beyond everything. All right, Terry, your, your second question. <clears throat> yes, sir. In Star Trek Next Generation, Captain Picard's personal shuttle was named what? The shuttle or the captain's launch? Uh, I yeah, the captain's launch. Oh well, shit. Deeply glad I didn't get this question. <laughs> Seriously, dude, what the hell, man? Oh fuck, the it was a uh, fucking Zimmerin. Um, uh, I'll say it's two? what's that? Constitu. Uh, it's it's 
pronounced Cousteau, but yes. I don't speak French, dude. I took Spanish in high school, so everything's <laughs> fucking wonky. So that was actually named after um, Jacques Cousteau, the deep sea explorer. All so right. is that a... Does Constu in, in Spanish translate to Constu in French? Uh, yes, I, I will give you the point for that. <laughs> I defer well I defer to my counterpart in in battle. Oh, well done. I had, I had no clue. The only shuttle I know is the Galileo. The Galileo I, and, I, yep. I certainly don't know any of, the, you know, like the captain's launch. I mean, God, they use that thing like what, once? What, not, not even. No, they didn't. Dude, they didn't even use it. No, they. <laughs> they it's like the fucking dolphins. They no. didn't even fucking go there. They, they, Master? they did use it. Um, there was at least I, two episodes. I, no challenge. Okay. Challenge accepted. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Question, so. uh, Dwayne. Question number three for you. Known as the first lady of Star Trek, who played Loxana Troy? Majel oh, Barrett Roddenberry. That is correct. Yeah. Involved in Wayne. Star Trek from the very beginning. Um, she was the original number one in the first pilot, mm -hmm. and she became Nurse Chapel in the regular series. That is correct. Wayne, you, you and I are, are, are now best friends. <laughs> So I can bust your balls. Boo! <laughs> All, right. All right, Terry, your third question. Which crew member figured out a way to transport through deflector shields? Oh, come on, man. Do you want, do you want me to give you a, a clue, a hint? No, I do not want a clue. Okay. Um. Oh, Jesus Christ! Come on. I don't think it was in the Next Generation. I know you. You would cheat. You so you actually be... you might be right. This might be from DS Nine. Uh, yes, you think. So going with my freaking past and with my personal heritage i'm gonna go with chief o'brien miles o'brien is correct all right uh Dwayne, fourth question to you we've now moved on from d space from uh the next generation to d space nine so the remaining questions will be against about d space nine Dwayne, yeah. he's, he's cheating us brother you see how we do that wow I, I, I really liked Deep Space Nine. It was I, a left I, turn. I, I did as well. I, I love these. All right. So, Dwayne, your fourth question. What term did the religious faithful of Bajor use to refer to Ben Sisko? Oh, come on, man. Dude, this is, this is an easy one. And I'm blocking on it. You can always make the tag. And I have your back. That's not how this works. That's not how it works. Um, it is totally how it works because we are friends now. Damn it. No. 
Are you kidding? The most fun is when you're pitting friends against each other. No. <laughs> I'm going to have to ask you for an answer, Twain. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Did they refer to him as the emissary? They did refer to him as the emissary. Nice job, brother. Yeah. Terry, your your fourth question. Don't take that shit from him. Don't don't fall for his shit, Dwayne. Oh. So far so good. Terry, which oh, okay. which character Sorry, was eventually which character was eventually revealed to be a genetically modified person? Oh, the doc. Um Bashir. Bashir is correct. He had the old, uh, I'm totally not a, uh... Myself, I just, I just really enjoyed the episode where they revealed it. it. And, uh, and O'Brien's going, wait a minute. You've been letting me win. <laughs> so all these, all these holograms that we've gone through. Yeah. Well, they were playing darts. And he yep. goes, now here actually try and without barely even looking at it Bashir gets like three bullseyes Wayne. and then O'Brien is like okay so from now on you're playing from back here <laughs> and, Wayne. and he basically Wayne. takes him to the door at Quarks alright Dwayne we've, we, uh, this is not a question number five for you what was um, wait a minute Terry didn't get his number four yeah he, he, answered he, number four. no he answered Bashir how dare you, sir? Oh, okay, sorry. That's right. That's right. I got confused. I got confused. Okay, number five for me. Number five for Wait, you. Are you and I going to have to throw down at the, uh, the next convention, or are we still cool? We're still cool. All right, cool. Definitely. Thank you. Love you. All right. So, what? What? What was the Bajoran name for the wormhole? Oh, come on. Temple of the Prophets. That's actually, it's partially correct, but the official name was the Celestial Temple. Okay. I uh, would like to, I would like to say that that is the correct name. So right. that, that actually you got, now. You got, a, you got a chance here. You got a chance here. You are. No, I'm, I'm being serious. It's, 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 it's two. If, if Dwayne, if Dwayne was Majoran, then yeah, that would be the the name. <laughs> Dwayne, a quick question, sir. Are you Bajoran? Yeah. No. Then, completely, then that's com not complete, the name. Complete, completely smooth forehead. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for a chance to tie it up with your fifth question, Terry. Yes, sir. I'm Bef sorry Bef for... for for speaking. I'm, I apologize. That's okay. Kevin. Before the station was called Deep Space Nine, what was its name? Oh, when the Cardassians held it. Correct. Yep. Well, Poop, are you... Mm, son of a bitch. Um... Oh, well, shit. I, 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 I wish I'd gotten this one instead of the... Uh... Celestial Temple one. <laughs> Dwayne, you know I love you. <laughs> well, come on. If you got the answer, go for it, and then we'll keep going until somebody, somebody loses. 
can tie it up. If you, if you know what it is, we, you can tie it up and we'll keep going. I do know, and yet I don't. Well, go with your gut this time. <laughs> if you got with your gut last time, this none of this would have been necessary. True. I know, right? <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> man. Fucking office. You know what? I am going to respectfully bow down to uh, the man who knows more about Star Trek. Parentheses. Not my area. Devram and Dwayne. Uh, well, it wasn't, it wasn't mine either. Mine, mine was Marvel Comics, and I bombed it. <laughs> yeah, you did way better on the uh, on the Star Trek questions than the Marvel questions. Dwayne, yep. whoever you face in the next round, if anybody gives you any shit, you call me, and we will I'll handle keep, I will keep that in mind. Thank you. So the, um, the correct Mr. answer. Devram, yes. The correct Dwayne, answer is Terra Dwayne Noir. is the master. Who, what? Yeah, it's ter it, it's, it's Terra Noir. Tarak yep. Nor is correct. Yes, sir. Well played. To and Dev, we don't need help from you. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Dwayne knows the answer. We don't. We we're good. Yeah, I can. I can just hear Mark Alamo, you know, <laughs> yep. saying it. All right. Uh, as as a follow up, do you know what the sister station was called? No, actually, I have no clue. <laughs> that actually would have been your know. next question. I, I, I don't know. I didn't know there was a sister station. Yeah, there is. Yeah. De Deep Space Eight, I think they called it, or maybe it never yeah. had a a, a, a um, Federation name. It was called Empoknor. It's closer yeah. to the uh, to where the uh, Maki were. Yeah. Yeah. There was there was a whole episode about them traveling to that one. That's instead. my that's my one reach to make my my validation that I'm not a dumb nerd. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so the the final winner of the uh, the sudden death um, a, a playoff is Dwayne. If I may, the amazing winner. Sure. Uh, is going to be moving on to the quarterfinals, which will be um, uh, hopefully in our in a, on our next episode, and then the final episode in November that will have the um, uh, live the, uh, the 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 final battle. Wayne, you're a complete badass. I wish you all the best. Thank you, sir. All right. Go get him. So thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time.